decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You yeah. can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh, no, Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Gonna murder my dog. (laughs) Barking, huh? Well, uh, welcome back to the call-in show. Thank you for your patience with the break last week. And um, and hey, right in time for Civil War II. Are you excited? When does oh it kick gosh. off? Well, there's something kind of satisfying about watching them just go balls to the wall. You know, this is hmm. so nuclear. Uh, as of today, and of course, we're talking about the, the Trump rate a little bit. And I assume maybe some people will want to talk about it. But the latest information I've seen is it is... Uh, Washington Post is saying that the FBI and the DOJ have been tight lifted with the Washington Post is saying, yeah, it really is about Presidential Records Act business and whether he had presidential documents and or classified material. That is the basis for this raid. That's what you're supposed to believe. Uh, many would wonder what sort of things they may or may not have hoped to find stumbled upon while they spent something like nine or ten hours at the yeah. president's residence. So you have to uh, think he's smarter than this. There's no way. Anything that they, they find, it's just been planted on him. This is such banana republic shit. I can't even believe it. Um. Oh, you know what? I had your audio messed up. Let me fix that. There we go. Have uh, I been muted this whole time? No, it wasn't oh. muted. I just, it might have been coming in a little low. I have it fixed now, though. Sorry about that. Uh, the richest part. The... Uh, FBI and DOJ uh, are saying that they're getting threats. <laughs> they're monitoring internet threats against Merrick Garland and Christopher Ray. Please watch over them. Whatever uh, benevolent deity may exist, watch over them. They deserve it. Uh, oh so I expect we'll talk a little bit more about that. But man, what uh, it's. Uh, I just. Uh, I, I I don't know how we're going to overcome a lot of these things. I don't know how trust in institutions is going to be restored. I don't know how we're supposed to trust the opposition with power when they show that they wield it so ruthlessly. Well, why should trust in institutions be be restored? I, well, because Our you want institutions to... are are unworthy of trust. Yeah. I, I don't want people to trust them. It just leads to a, a society that doesn't understand the danger of their own government. Well, I would this is like great news for the for the legitimate purposes, legitimate government functions of which the FBI is uh, highly debatable. But in general, there are institutions that require trust to, to work well. If you believe that government has some legitimate function. And I do I'm not sure do the FBI. Yeah, I do. I'm not sure the federal government, the, the, the legitimate function of the federal government is far beyond its proper scope, but it does have a proper scope. But maybe we uh, just need to to break it down to brass tacks and then build it up a little bit. Yeah. Just I guess what I'm saying is I I want a society in which obviously government does not deserve trust by default, but in which government earns some for the jobs that it must do. That's what I want. Yeah, that's so, fine. But, you know, so long as they are um, 
untrustworthy. Anything that they do that shows the populace they can't be trusted has got to be a positive development, right? This is this is going to be something to watch. I just think that the F, unless they come up with some magical, ultra serious crime that the president committed, they found a body uh, in his uh, pond outside his house or something like that, or maybe ten bodies. Who knows? That'd be funny. It, but I'd they be have like, whose bodies before I decide if I can. Do this. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is the next time the FBI successfully solves a crime, uh, nobody's going to believe that they that they are actually uh, good at their jobs, even when they are good at their jobs. Sometimes, you know what I mean? They just they, they will, though. People on the left are going to continue to sniff the FBI's asshole uh, no matter what they do, uh, you think that after all of this FISA stuff, anybody that trusts the FBI at this point in time is a fucking retard. Well, the people that trust the FBI most are ironically the defund the police people in every other context. But today they love the FBI. Yeah. Do you think Can't that there's anything the FBI can do that's going to cause the left to distrust them? Uh, start arresting leftists. Yeah. But but, but on their that's current course, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, they could they could do anything they want and the left will love them. I think this is great. This is great news. If you are uh, looking for the house of cards to fall, this is certainly uh, it is. My brother and I were talking about this the other day. It's like in a banana and we talked about this in one of our hangouts. But in a banana republic, the general public sees what's going on in the government and they're like, our government can't be trusted because it is so corrupt. But in this country, 50% of people still think that the government is functional and trustworthy. That's the real problem with this. That's the real problem is that the populace is still supporting the government to some weird degree. Um, and so long as that's happening, um, we deserve whatever we get. Bring it on. Anything that happens, we deserve at this point. All right. Well, uh, I call the bill from falling down outfit for Civil War Two. That's what I for want. Real? I need to get the white shirt and the pens and I got to find the... Uh, uh, semi-auto braced Uzi yeah, ATF. Yeah. I want to make sure that it's a legal configuration. And Hypothetically, of course. <laughs> when they come for me, I just want to have the proper kit. Um, anyway, uh, I, I'll say no more because I expect the callers will have some more to say about these things. Last note, I want to say um, we are testing our shiny new super chat system tonight. Uh, we uh, have had some help. And uh, this uh, helper has created a system by which all super chats from YouTube or Tippy Stream will go to the same place, and they'll be nice and clean and easy to read, so you won't hear me stumbling over Tippy Stream anymore. Uh, we are still in the testing phase on this, though, so it is possible that some chats get missed tonight. I don't expect that's going to happen because we are circling back on our usual system of doing things, so we make sure we don't miss anything. But be advised while we test that is possible and of course thanks for supporting the show if you decide to other than that call in show as usual you guys know how it works but if you are new to the show there are instructions for how to participate in the description of whatever video platform you may be watching on we will uh, take your calls we'll stop to catch up on chats every half hour and of course we'll get to your email questions at the end of the show if you would like to submit an email question the place to do that is the contact page of the website mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact importantly look for the call-in show question form that helps us keep them all in one place and stay organized all right let's uh let's get into the calls uh egrin is up first egrin are you there yes uh hi matt uh, did you follow up on Transnistra on the the fact that that country is not recognized by UN? Uh, did you follow up any of that? I did um, not circle back. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, would it, it would be appreciated if you could uh, 
do a little bit of digging on that. There is some stuff that's going on on that. Uh, number two on uh, the whole G word, seeing how Reddit and Twitter has banned it. Just call it the classic word of sodomites because that's all they are. Okay. I think you can uh, still say groomer on YouTube. I don't know if Susan has banned it yet. Well, I understand, but let's just go with the old term of sodomite right. because let's face it, it like they came in with angels came in. It's like, okay, I feel a little bit uh, R word. Let's go with it. Let's do this. Wait, Not- which R word? Now I'm confused. Rape. Oh, that R word. <laughs> like racist? That doesn't make any sense. Okay. I was thinking retarded. Okay. But. Um and uh number three, do you understand what bad faith argument I'm trying to give good feeling of it? And I get the idea that I've watched some of the videos of like Sam Cedar and he mm-hmm. does go as far as I know as a bad faith argument. Uh like hmm. he continues with a lie even though that he's been caught in the lie. Uh, do you understand what a bad faith argument or? Yeah, are you asking me to define it? I suppose, or a L- little bit. Yeah, uh, that would be appreciated. Okay. Uh, I suppose it could fit in a few different contexts. Certainly, in the context of say a debate or a conversation with someone, to me, a bad faith argument uh, assumes motive rather than arguing the points. So you argue that because you are this, because you are that, because you have some character flaw. That that's really what I think of first. But in the context of say like a YouTube monologue, or if you're just Speaking by yourself, making an argument, I suppose um, you might be right that there's some element of including a premise or a fact that you know to be false or incomplete or misleading, but you include it anyway to reach the point that you want to reach with that. Yeah, I, I suppose uh, that's like, probably how I would define it. Yeah, like um, I did watch like uh, Stephen Crowder's uh, with Ma- uh, Stephen Monticelli. And he kept on reaching on the whole intersect, which was really reaching on the topic that was on hand, which was uh, whether you want men uh, with dicks uh, competing in women's, basically mm-hmm. taking away every opportunity of a scholarship, sponsorships, like a lot of money uh, in hand. And that's essentially is being taken away, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, Blonde, uh, Dangerous Spaces want me to mention is uh, are you going to Seattle to meet up with Red Falcor? Uh, I'm going to try. Um, it might be tricky because my husband's going to be out of town and I have to drive with the baby alone. Mm. So five okay. hours might be really pushing it. And then I have to come back on the day of the Sunday show. Yeah. Um, just make sure you pack well and all that, uh, all the emergencies and amenities. You know, you could do knives. some investigative reporting. I haven't heard anything from uh, Derry Poppins in Seattle for quite some time. But what about Emily? Well, uh, I don't know. Call it a field trip. This is an important learning opportunity. I don't know. I, when we were in Vancouver, she was like loving the city. So I, hmm. maybe she's a city girl after all. Um, uh, one of the other last things. Uh, I understand you had a couple of weeks ago that whole trannies uh, situation of the whole nihilist. Um, a lot of that history comes from like Sigmund Freud and some of the German and French philosophers and researchers. A lot of that goes back in the nineteen like thirties and twenties. Uh, like really bad uh practices, just outright bad. The whole idea of nihilism is outright bad. It, 
uh, I would say it's not good for society because at some point you're just going to have people that are straight up going to be lawless. Like, I don't care what law I can do, whatever I want kind of a thing. Yeah, of course it's bad for society, but maybe nihilism is the natural state of man. I mean, there's so much suffering. Uh, I would say it's a rejection of where our laws come from. It's also a rejection of faith. Yeah. Well, basically a full rejection of God. Yeah. Just flat out. uh, Your audio is so loud. This is intolerable. Okay. It's not coming in loud for me. Maybe you need to... Something must be screwy on your end. Turn that down. Uh, I do know that there are some interesting books that you could probably look up onto. Um, Cynical Theories by Helen uh, Pluckrose and James uh, Lindsay. Lynn say. Um, and if you want to get, sorry, I had I had to sneeze. Um, we'll ha- we'll have to wrap this up. But uh, did you have any final thoughts in closing? Um, I would say there are some interesting uh crypto books uh for cryptographers. Uh, I would say um oh what one last thing, Matt. Um, <laughs> okay. if you uh if you don't do this job of this, what other job would you do? Oh man. Male prostitute. Uh that uh, would be that would be a uh forklift operator could work. Uh, a forklift operator. No, um after after college as I've mentioned before, I had intent to go to law school and I wanted to be a lawyer. Um well not not silly wanted to be a lawyer, but like wanted to wanted to be legally sharp. You know what I mean? Uh I, I understand that. Uh but I I do understand that just keep in bear in mind uh have your options open cuz this midterm is going to be really bad, and a, a lot of people are really. <laughs> are you concerned. advising me to create a backup plan? Is that what you're doing? It, uh, it I, it's important the, to it uh, to a king to listen to advisors. Uh, <laughs> so, and you have appointed yourself. All right. Um, no, I. Uh, you know, I, I. I fully intend to to absolutely. Uh, if if this if this is a sinking ship and I, I don't think it is, but I will go down to the very bottom of the ocean uh, okay. with with the sinking ship. And if I have to do something else, I, I pride myself on adaptability. If I have to take okay. care of my family by some other means, I will certainly figure it out, even if it's, um, I don't know, uh, elk hunting with sticks uh, later in okay. the future. I'll do it. But uh, we got to let you go, man. Thank you for calling in. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Get my system set up here. Uh, okay, Orwell's up next. Orwell, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. How are you guys doing? Pretty we good. Are... How are you? Well, what's on doing, your mind? Doing pretty good. Got about uh, got about three weeks till this uh, till this wife pops open and this kid comes out. So That's right. Well, that, I mean, it could be yeah. any time too. In, in our situation, yeah. our our kid was born about three weeks early, so. Yeah, it could. I suspect. Uh, I suspect it's probably going to be right on time. I'm. I'm mm. a pretty big guy. I'm about six three, about two hundred fifty pounds. And my wife's usually around five ten, five eleven. She's usually about around one fifty, one sixty. But right now, she's. I'm not going to say how big she is, but she. It's. It's all. It's all belly. Um, all belly. Like, Good save, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> they just run out of room. But, uh, you know yeah, that's what happened yeah, in our case. He I just did. ran out of room. He had to come out. Yeah, but uh, I was just gonna say um, tonight we'll talk a little bit. Uh, maybe this is probably more Blonde's Alley, but some good, um, 
some good Bible slash history, um, or, or, or let's say Christian slash history books. Um, I, I read one uh, a couple of weeks ago called The Stones and the Scriptures by a, um, a Japanese Christian apologist named Edwin Yamachi. And it's basically, it basically looks at archaeology and archaeological findings as a result of like the late 19, 19th century, early 20th century. And finds that, and I'm just really, I'm really spitballing here. There's there's no exact percentage, but it's, it's sort of like he's saying this. The, the Old Testament gets it at about a fifty to sixty percent solution as far as truth is concerned. Like I mean, I'm, I'm talking we're like, talking about like precision. Um, he's talking about different names. Uh, marrying up times and different cultural milieus and things like that, um, uh, different bloodlines. And it's it's a really, really incredible book. It's Like I said, it's called The Stones and the Scriptures. And um, marry that up sort of with your like daily spiritual readings or some of your um, uh, um, some of your biblical readings, some of just your, your sort of Christian apologetics. And it's it, it makes for a really nice... Uh, um, it makes for a really nice, uh, nice read and nice study. Your thoughts, Blonde? Uh, I should read it then. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and the other, the other thing, Blonde, since I know you got a short attention span, it's only like, it's only like 120, 130 pages. So you can who has a it. short attention span? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Hey, I, I read yeah. Crime and Punishment. I can handle it. Yeah, I don't know. I got you. Um, mm. uh, yeah, the other the other thing I was going to say is, uh, Matt, if you want to expand your palate a little bit, just open up uh, open up Plutarch's uh, uh, Plutarch's biography of Cato, and you're going to get some really really nice stuff. I was thinking about shitty politicians today, and mm. I think I, I think uh, there is a quote attributed to Cato that I think you'll, you guys will really like, which is uh, uh, Cato said. I have um, there was a there was a corrupt politician who wanted to who wanted to speak with him who was who'd made him very rich and Cato said uh, I would rather not waste my time on men whose palates are more developed than their moral constitution. Um, uh, yeah, so, isn't that fitting for the time? That sounds like yeah. a, a good description of a lot of people right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's very stuff, indulgent. But- yeah, yeah, it's a very, very decadent times we live in, um, and and especially with like the, you know, the 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 mouth that people talking about how shitty they've got it, and, yeah. and uh, I I don't know, I, I I it's it's my life has just been a a lot better since we found out we were going to have a kid, and I've been I think this is like probably three or four straight weeks of waking up and and saying the rosary and praying and. And yeah. doing sort of morning, more, you know, like one hour morning devotionals and you just you just feel 100 percent better. So if there are people out there who are sort of feeling black pilled and shitty, um, do that. Get up in the morning, have, you know, have a couple of prayers. Even if you don't know what you're doing, mumble your way through it and read a couple of Psalms and and uh, and just, you know, just speak to God and and and, and you'll feel a lot better about it. Your life. I thought you were going to say impregnate somebody, <laughs> which which you, also you, you, provides purpose and discipline and all of those things. But uh, you could you could also you could also do that. Just make sure it's the it's the right person. It you does have to be a good pick. Yeah. You're right. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, make sure it's the right person you go about in the right way. But that's that's about all I got. Pretty boring stuff tonight. Okay, well, um, no, definitely. That's uh, a lot of that philosophy stuff sounds interesting. So thank you for the the tip on that. And uh, man, all the best to you and your wife. It could be any day. So uh, so enjoy the moment. And um, and uh, well, I I don't. You don't need my advice. Yeah. Just uh, just well, enjoy Matt, Matt, enjoy it. Time, Matt, time for you and Blonde to get on, you know, get on the train and start having some more, right? We need to, we need to fill the world up with better people. Uh, probably yeah. by the end of the year, we'll be back at it. Why do people yeah. tell me this? Like, like, like I'm not trying here. Like everyone get <laughs> off my case. Fair enough. Yeah, get off fair her enough. case, dude. Fair. It's not yeah, going to get me pregnant faster by people getting <laughs> yeah, on my yeah, ass about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to professor Xavier you to, to have more kids. I know. So, um, anyhow, you guys, uh, you guys have a good evening and, and good luck. And hopefully next time we talk, I'll have a little girl. So sure. good luck. All the best to yeah, you and your thanks. family. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Duh. <laughs> are you are you angered by well wishing? No, it's this. Ooh, it's time for you to have another. Be- I know. Yeah, we are trying. I, I, yeah, I can understand why you might feel. I get it. All right. Uh, I'm sensitive yeah. to stress. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> the more you tell blonde to get pregnant, the higher the, the less likely- pregnant I'll be. So, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, uh, Ancap Hartman is up next. Mister or Ms. Ancap, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's why would mind? you think it was a woman? Well, there aren't a lot of female Ancaps. That's true. I was unaware of that overlap, but um, I was curious uh, about your guys' take on the America First movement. I would need a mm. definition because that's it's so. Does that refer like that refers to a lot of different people? And I know that America first has like a a longer track record than just Nick Fuentes, but like a lot of this stuff, he's like a cult of personality that's pretty commonly associated with it. So, were you asking about him specifically or about a particular philosophy or like uh, policy? He he can't be divorced from America first. I don't know. I, I, I used to be really into them and the whole idea. I thought they had like a, a clean, uh, veneer and they were really presentable yeah but recently a lot of people that i hang out with have been like oh you got to get off this america first thing they're a disaster Hmm. so i don't know i uh i have not paid attention so i don't think it would be fair for me to say great or terrible without having paid a lot of attention to those people i know that they're i know they had a little while there where they were uh attending other people's events and getting a little uh, rowdy, I suppose. But a lot of that was just to, most of what I saw was just asking questions. I didn't see them actually like abusing people or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so, probably what made that pretty effective. Yeah. But it was just so, the infighting. It seems like they were mismanaging funds, which is always a bad look. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, uh, I don't know enough right. to really opine on this. Uh, are you, I do ask because you have a certain opinion or are you curious? Well, I, I'm pretty, uh, I don't know. I like the America First movement. I think they've probably done more than a lot of a lot of places on the dissident right, at least like politically. I'd say like infighting is probably a that's something you find pretty much anywhere in any politically dissident circle. Yeah. Is that has there been have there been any uh, recent developments or I guess you mentioned like if people's they, opinions are changing, why are they changing? What is has something happened? Um, I don't know. I think since a lot of it's around like a cult of personality the second that personality starts to show a couple cracks 
like the movement associated with it kind of starts to as well. What were the cracks? What happened? Well, there was like a personal falling out between like Nick and his friend Jaden, and that got like blown off with a bunch of the internet community. And then Nick kind of dipped his toe in the internet drama community with Matterker, and I think that's what oh, that's Wait, what right. Yeah, yeah, that's I, right. I don't know enough to. Can someone give me a TLDR? I barely remember this. It was like I just saw the. Ago. I just saw a lot. The old, my only exposure was a lot of fighting on Twitter, and there was like <laughs> Medicare and Fuentes and Ralph or Ethan Ralph, and I don't. Maybe even Worski was involved in that. I don't know, but there was a lot of battling among those personalities. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know who's on what side, and I don't even know what the fight is about. Right. So it's a pretty, like, uh, pretty, you know, panned out perspective, not very yeah. involved. I mean, I know it's disappointing for me not to have a strong opinion or firm opinion about this, but the worst thing you can do is say, "Oh, I have a very strong idea or opinion about something that I do not pay attention to." Yeah, you know? and I just <laughs> yeah, I, that makes sense. It's totally unfair for me to do that, either positively or negatively. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah. If you have more thoughts on it, though, go for it. But other than that, I, I just don't have more to offer. I don't know. I guess I saw like uh, out of all the dissident rights stuff that I've seen come out, that one showed the most promise to me. They just recently got some candidates that they had co-signed and had people. These candidates had shown up to AFTAC 3, which was an event from America First. Oh, like yeah. Like Osar, uh, yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene. A lot of them are doing pretty well. On the I remember that map. was a Twitter scandal for like a day that Marjorie Taylor Greene shared a stage with Nick Fuentes for like a. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They shook hands or whatever happened. <laughs> yeah. Really, really yeah. damning stuff. Well, Twitter was really pissed off and then it just went away. So I guess yeah, that was that. I try to avoid Twitter. Maybe that's a, that's a blind spot of mine. I'm not really familiar with anything going on there. I just like to know what their latest rage is. You know, that's where you go to find their latest rage. <laughs> and uh, that was that for that day, whenever that was probably, I don't know, but that must've been a couple months ago, maybe more. Yeah. I think that was a month or two ago. Hmm. All right. Well, any uh, final thoughts from you? Um, yeah. What, to what degree do you guys think that like declining rates of testosterone or declining amounts of testosterone in the average man, how much do you think that contributes to our current political climate? Hmm. Well, I was thinking about it. We don't really have any testosterone data pre-1940. So while it's un- it's undeniable um, that modern testosterone has been in a nosedive since 1940, we are operating under the assumption that it was previously higher and it's still been on the decline. But mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like global warming. We could have seen, um, because of environmental influences or whatever, wartime, so men being raised by single mothers, we could have seen like a a historical fluctuation in testosterone right. rates and like sperm a big time. spike. Yeah. I mean, we're probably on the decline because of tylates, single motherhood, processed food, yeah. obesity, um, and just like general laziness and lack of activity and lack of sexual competition that causes low testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't really prove that we are on a downward trajectory. We can't prove that. Uh, that being said, uh, the proof is kind of in the pudding. Like every dude I meet, I'm like, oh, you're the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it makes so, sense that if you, if you take that premise as true, and I don't think it's an unreasonable premise given the, uh, well, I, I just, I, I get, like you yeah, said, see, seeing the state of the average man in front of my <laughs> eyes, generally speaking, it seems reasonable to think that there's something like that going on. And if it affects just about every other aspect of male behavior, 
yeah. whether it's our relationships okay, or anything. Like, it makes sense that it would affect our political behavior, which is what you're asking about. Yeah, yeah. One thing I saw that was like super interesting to me was that there was actually a positive correlation between charitable deal brokering and higher testosterone. So hmm. you were less likely to fuck somebody over in a deal if you had that's higher testosterone. Of, you, I and would, there's actually there's yeah, I would think the show, opposite, but that's inter- yeah, that's exactly. an interesting it's finding. Kind of like counterintuitive, you would think yeah. the opposite. And I've seen graphs that show like by occupation, what occupation on average has higher testosterone men in it. And I think the highest one on that graph is actually like car salesmen and boat oh. salesmen. That surprises me because I was thinking maybe it's that that higher testosterone men in general are higher achievers or are more financially successful, if you want to take that definition of it. And maybe they're less inclined to be financially devious with other people because of that. But if they right. are like they're if they're not doctors and lawyers and other high earners, if instead they're I suppose there are some very high earning car salesmen or boat salesmen. I don't I don't know. But uh, that so, so the highest T guys go into sales, but they don't screw people over. Usually the successful. Well, I don't I, I guess what I'm saying is it, it seems like being a successful salesman would involve. Uh, like screwing people over a little bit of shady <laughs> dealing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What? Uh, where? Where's this information? I might. I don't. Might be interested to read some more about this. Hold on a second. So one of this is just a screenshot from Franson's Telegram. That's where I got the graph. So that's a pretty right. bad sourcing attempt. That's, but uh, we'll take it. The other one was uh, the thing that correlated uh, charitable deal brokering. I got that from an all hype video from Ryan Falk. He compiles okay. like a whole bunch of studies on that in one of his videos. And uh, bad news for your secondary career. Lawyers are right at the bottom. They're like, uh, as far as testosterone, they're pretty. They're pretty low down there. Right. Well, I'll go into the field and fix it. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna enter the field, and that that little dot on the graph is gonna skyrocket. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I will single handedly save that profession. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for the thoughts. Uh, I'll look into that a little bit more. That is, uh, that's an interesting point that uh, I want to learn some more about. All right, cool. It's good talking to you. Yeah, have a good you night. You too. See you. It's so fucking hot in here. The heat has not broken, huh? No, it's like a million degrees and it's muggy outside right now. Ooh. Okay, are you ready to test our new chat system? No. Why okay. am I in a mood? It's because the live chat's melding off to me. <laughs> it's because you told them not to tell you something. So what, they're all telling you that? Yeah. I would assume. Um, all right, you want to okay. just alternate while we test this? I will start sure. out. Holden Mulray says, Blonde griped the other day about Coeur d'Alene. Not sure how serious you are regarding moving, but El Dorado County, which touches Lake Tahoe, is the best place I've ever lived. There's the Nevada side if you want to avoid California. Um, I'm not up for moving again. I just can't. So it's Coeur d'Alene till death. Yeah, I'm like too locked in. I think it's because my brother moved here and he hates it. And so he's kind of like polluted my hmm. my view of it. It's like, these people are all fucking hicks. I'm like, well, that's true. Seems like a great place to me. I only have driven through X amount of times when I was living in Portland and I would drive back and forth between here and there. But uh, I like, like it, a cool but the weather does suck. You know? And if it's good enough for Zuckerberg windsurfing or whatever he was doing, it's got to be pretty awesome. That was actually Lake Tahoe. That was not in Coeur d'Alene. I thought that was uh, the lake in Coeur d'Alene. Oh. Misreported by, I think, Red Elephants. Speaking of Lake Tahoe, that's what the question was about. And and I've only been to Lake Tahoe a few times. I should have gone more when I lived in the Bay Area. 
been to a few of the ski resorts there and that's about it. I haven't done much on the lake. Uh, but if I were ever to live in Lake Tahoe, the, the Nevada side is a must. The California side, absolutely not uh, yeah. for state law reasons. Um, okay. You need to check that one off. Oh, you did. I did. Yeah. Wait a second. But then these other ones are checked off. Well, maybe we've found a flaw in the system. I have Matty O up next. Do you have that? Yes, but every one of these is checked off to me. <laughs> okay. We'll just read Matty O's. Let's see what happens. Oh, I have to refresh it. Okay. After you do it. Oh, time. well, that's kind of an annoying thing. Thank you for bearing with the testing while we try <laughs> it out on a Wednesday, Wednesday stream. Mattio, continue from last chat. We should use it as white pills knowing we are vindicated and validated and all we suspected acceleration was indeed valid. I do feel vindicated, but um, what's is it? It's not beneficial to me emotionally right now uh, to be appreciated posthumously. Like I'm going to spend my whole life with people smearing dog shit on my house and then I'm going to die and then I'm not going to have any of the accolades or people being like, wow, that YouTube bitch, that obscure YouTube bitch was right about everything in 2017. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I'm not yeah. like the Voltaire of these times. So I just kind of have to go through life with like this this middling career knowing that i've destroyed my reputation middling gonna, career and i'm gonna give my daughter a worse world middling than the one career that i grew up hold, hold, hold on hold on i am not ambitious i'm not well, unhappy I know, with but, my career but, but the freedom that comes with the ability to speak your mind and have a livelihood out of it and set yeah. our own schedule like it's incredible i don't want to it is incredible but yeah. am i truly successful at anything i've done in the career arena no you are you are. <laughs> well, as long as we're making distinctions, fair point. Uh, I'm not no, saying I don't like this job, but I'm not yeah. a fucking surgeon. Okay. Well, I, everyone has I, your, your definition or measurement of success can't be relative to the, to the most successful or the high, like the highest possible tier of society. It has to be the best version of what you can possibly achieve. Oh, and, I am. I'm wildly successful because I'm a mom and cause I'm a good mom. To my yeah. Daughter. And, and, and yeah. And to be able to do what we do and to accommodate motherhood in that way, I think is, is really incredible. Um, and of course the audience is to thank for that, but um, yeah, I just, I, this is not me showing a lack of gratitude to the audience. Well, I, I like just, most I... of you. You guys are, you're okay. <laughs> All right. What I'm saying here is that this is us a, a rung above a marketing job. But am I influencing people positively? Probably not. I just I, I bitch for a living. Yes, but you have to understand the value in that is because so many people are in a professional or an academic environment of which in which we used to be where you are muzzled. You are not free to say those things. And the value in doing this is not just the freedom to speak our minds, but the community yeah. that coalesces around that. And that's um. Outside of putting together what I hope are reasoned presentations that change minds, what I'm most proud of is sincerely the so-called sanity safe space that that people participate in, that people find some sort of refuge in from the insanity of the rest of society. And, uh, you know, is it in exchange for that? Is it fine that I don't live in a lawyer's mansion? Is it fine that I don't live coast like on some coastal beach? A hundred percent. I would but never I don't even trade. want that. Yeah. I'm always trying to convince my husband to like downside. I'm like, we should move into a tiny house. Hmm. He's like, no, I'm giant. We're not doing that. Like, like I don't want more 
yeah. stuff. Um, I just want people to be like, not people in the YouTube sphere. I want people in the general public to be like, wow, she had some really good insights into what was going to happen. And then it happened. Not for people to still in 2022 be totally <laughs> resistant to what's going on in the world. One at a time. One at a time. We're getting there. It's, we're never going to get there. People are so dumb. Why is everyone so dumb? Well, that's why you have to buy the... Uh the bill from falling down outfit and make sure that you're prepared for when the day comes, but the day is still not today. Even though the day I think about that movie so much. That's that's And that's, as I say, I think that's the mark of a great movie. I think it, well, I wish I wouldn't have said something about his family separation being justified because now that I think about it, I think he was unfairly separated from his daughter. Like he wasn't beating on his wife. He was just kind of a dick. Yeah. And then like having to live in a, in a multicultural society and dealing with like, the the day-to-day things just hounding him. It just drove him to insanity. And we can all sympathize with that. Every single person yeah. in America can sympathize with that. That's why I love the movie. He's he's a ruthless criminal, but you sort of understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is a very interesting moral presentation. Anyway, but he's uh, not a ruthless criminal. Okay. Well he he he's he he flat out murders a couple people. <laughs> so who? Who did he murder that didn't deserve it at all? Well I guess we could debate the points. The shop owner, the Nazi guy, didn't he straight up murder him? But I guess the guy was kind of trying to detain him. Yeah, that guy was going to detain him and call the police. Yeah. And then he also put a bullet in the the Hispanic gangster guy after they crashed their car. Now, granted, those guys were trying to kill him, but they were like already dead. He just put a vengeful bullet in him with the Uzi. In his, I don't have a problem with any in his foot. I think or whatever golf it was. course guy. That one might too. have been. That but, he, but that was a heart attack. It was like incidental to his uh, hostility and his shooting of the gun. He actually didn't shoot him. So I guess another thing that's really interesting about that movie, it really navigates moral lines very delicately because, oh, yeah. you know, if you want to push back on the point that I'm making, he doesn't. I guess there's probably not a case where he commits cold blooded murder. Like just killing a random, like killing a person for no reason, or killing a random, or something. He didn't like kill that. anybody that didn't deserve it, though. Debatably, but there, but everyone he was involved with did some shit. I, I maybe will. he wasn't going to kill his wife and kid. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. We talked about this on All Sunday. Right, check those uh, off. Let's get a couple more. Jeff Sloat. Oh yeah, that you have. The, why don't you take Maddie out for the second one? This is going to take some getting used to. I'm glad we're doing this now, not Sunday. Yeah. Hey, blonde, we got our accelerationism we've been looking for. Can we? Uh, we can be depressed and despairful of black pills. Bannon Jones, Trump in three weeks. Um, I don't. Am I the only person that doesn't find this black pilling? Hmm. This is a positive development. It is. It is truth affirming. Yeah, if uh, you know you want to go back and listen to discussions about the FBI circa Russia Gate, like four years ago, where we were trying to debate and understand is the FBI truly this corrupt? And back at the time, I you know you were certainly we were much like, more uh, harsh on that point, and I thought maybe this was uh, not the corruption it was cracked up to be. But yeah, you have to be. Um, yeah. Well, you really have to be a Democrat loyalist to have faith in the FBI at this point. For real. Um, do you want to go? Yeah. Jeff Sloat says, uh, or no, there's one more from Matty O. Why don't you finish that one? No, I just read that one. We should use all the white pill. Oh, you you did read that one, the follow up? Yeah. Okay. Blonde looking lovely as always. Uh, Jeff Sloat says, uh, Matt, uh, thanks for the great content, Matt. Uh, what's the story beside uh, behind the Sunday Matt gay love running joke? I'm a relatively new listener. Um, that's it. 
it's just uh people started making jokes about gay encounters with me and uh (laughs) (laughs) if you know my philosophy when trends started in the chat just like blonde when blonde said don't tell me this if you start telling people i don't like when you do that don't do that they'll do it more so most of the chat trends have kind of come and gone over time this one has hung on for years at this point so i don't think it's going anywhere and it's not that i'm personally bothered by it other than it's hard to read knowing that my parents are often listening oh that's true but i know the even if i was bothered by it which of course i'm not i appreciate the support for the show and the gags are funny that's fine uh, even if I was bothered by it, I know the worst thing you can do is try to get people to stop the meme, because if you try to get people to stop the meme, the meme yeah. gains new life. Yeah, that's true. So, OK, we're behind time. So why don't we uh, stop there? We'll come back. To it was the all that uh, falling down talk. Yeah, but that's the mark of a great movie is uh, is um, when you can't I'll stop have to thinking just circle about back it. with you. Can't stop thinking about it. Thank you, guys. Uh, we will come back to you at the top of the hour. Gilgamesh is up yeah. next. Gilgamesh, are you there? <laughs> Oh, God. No. Uh-uh. I got to t- turn you down a little bit, too, but go for it. They said I, they were having trouble hearing me. You know, they were having trouble. With, no, I haven't changed my mic at all, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, it sounds I, a little goofy, like there's some background noise or something, but we can work with it. Are you in it. a bathroom? Oh, my fan. I have my air conditioner on my bedroom. All right. Well, yeah, so that's what you're hearing. Sorry. If you're able to turn that off, that'd be great. But if you can't, you know, just we'll make a brief pointer question. Uh, it's uh, all right. The sound's still a little harsh, but we can we can take a quick point or a is question. That, can you hear? Is it fine now? Oh, it's better now. Yeah, there we go. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was the air conditioner because it's really hot here with the humidity. All right. Well, what's on your mind? You know what I'm talking about? Blonde with the humidity. I do. You know that it fucking sucks. You, oh, I know. That's what living in the in the up where you have a lot of trees and everything, and you don't you don't live in the desert. Yeah. Oh, this whole thing that happened with Trump. First, we have Olivia Newton-John passes away. And then Anne Hayes drives fucking crazy fast and wrecks her car, putting herself in office. And then I hear, and I was waiting for the Repu- Democrats to do this. I knew they were going to do this. I was waiting for these stupid idiots because Trump broke these morons. He broke their brains. And then they did it. And they crossed the Rubicon, and it's Trump's back in the White House. Republicans taken, they have taken it all this November. And then... Trump's going to get rid of the, the IRS. He's already said it. He plans to abolish the IRS. Oh, he, he has my vote if he pledges oh. that. But I, oh, there's, dude, no there's no and way. There's no way that's going to happen. After all this shit, I will vote for Trump. Oh, uh, I gotta, he said he's going to abolish the FBI. He may, after what they also, did, he's so pissed off. He I will take that. If he, runs, if he runs, he wants to get rid of the, the IRS to begin with, which I agree with. Because but the trouble you is you'd, you'd have to eliminate the entire tax code. It would take a Herculean effort by Congress. Oh, no, he doesn't have the uni- he, he, he does no, not have he, the authority to eliminate. The, he would get the House and Senate to do it. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Is you need you yeah. would need um, you would need so you'd need both houses of Congress, but I yeah. you would need a, a filibuster-proof majority in the oh, Senate and or a willingness to nuke the filibuster to do it. Oh, I know. But and is get it done. Well, if if he abolishes the IRS, I will take back literally every oh, negative thing I've ever said Just about Trump. All is, the bump stocks, all the other bullshit. Oh, I know. <laughs> all right. Here's the thing, and the reason I say that, and I'm all for it because I'm on Social Security, and we don't need the IRS to fund Social Security. You have you have other ways to fund that that just the just Social Security, and you can get rid of everything else. 
and send it back to the public. Sorry. We have to be careful that we don't do what we did in 2016, though. Like he's not going to come in and solve all of our problems. Oh, he I is know. still he is still a multi billionaire, oh, you know, Zionist. I do. I I think after what they just did to him, I think he's so angry that he will do the thing. I think this time it's yeah, but th they're doing this. Me. This is their October surprise. They're doing this to preclude the possibility that he even can run. It's just it's never going to happen. But my hope is that it gins up so much resentment amongst the general public that people start doing just going killdozer indiscriminately. And that may be uh, the outcome. A of killdozer this, in every town. More <laughs> than that. I mean, yeah. Come on. Hypothetically, Susan. I have to kick you off. My, I want to stab myself in the head. Apparently, because of your, well, it sounds your audio issue. It sounds a, a little rough to me, but I guess it's. Oh, is your this, Discord is, is up way high? Is something going on with my? Yeah, maybe just turn down the high. Discord audio for you because it's not way high. Although we do have a little bit of a mic okay. issue, I think. But maybe I'll. Well, no, it was happening with uh, previous calls. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, okay. So it's not my my mic. Well, I mean, they I'll, were saying I was I was kind of quiet when I was waiting in the waiting room with with uh, you know with them. They were saying I was. Well, uh, Blonde figures that out. I'll give you a final thought, though, before we let well, you know. I think that the Republicans are going to take November and then game over for the Democrats. They, I hope they you're right. Lose. Yeah. I, I, I hope. Actually, I, this is the Rubicon. They can't come back from this. They crossed in the worst way for themselves. Yeah. Well, uh, thank yeah. you for the thank you for the call oh, and the yeah. enthusiasm. Have a great night. Oh, I'm excited. Um, I, I would hope that they would have the balls to do such things. And I don't think it's uh, completely unreasonable to hope that they they might. Um, it's kind of what I was talking about in the video I posted this morning. Though. I, I just don't until I see it. I don't believe we are going to achieve the sort of diminishing and reform and curtailing of the federal government that is necessary by sending the right people to the federal government. I, I just it's possible. It's possible that everybody votes for the right people and they have the balls to do it and they go there and they actually dismantle all this by passing wow. law. I've always wanted to hear you say that. Well, That's exactly the conclusion that you should have reached. All that everybody not, needs to reach. But you're not going to. Well, but what I was getting into is I don't it's not like I have a, a, a belief that this is going to save everything. But if you are interested in the legal means of achieving this convention of states, conventions, convention of states is how it has to happen. It, that's something of a long shot, too. But I think it's a more plausible approach than trying to get Washington to reform Washington. OK, yeah. so that's kind of uh, that's kind of where my mind's at is that's the last ditch attempt. And if if, uh, if we run into problems there, it's uh well, they've probably come for us by by that point anyway. Um, Agreed. Anyway, uh, Nomad is up next. Nomad, are you there? Yes, I am. What's on your mind? Well, a uh, couple things real fast. Um, uh, I had, uh, right after I watched your video, I watched a video from uh, that Star Wars girl this morning. Hmm. And uh, I think you guys... Uh, might want to do uh, some sort of crossover with her. She's got about the same number of subscribers as you guys do. Who? I'm not familiar with her. I've never heard the name, actually. Um, It is that Star Wars girl. She does cosplay, but she's also kind of based. Oh. How based are we talking? Um, Well, she's uh, definitely drawing a whole lot of uh, hate from the left for uh, um, being the wrong ethnicity to do certain cosplays and stuff like that. She's <laughs> taking them 
you know. Is that right was she political before that, or is that why she became political? We do not know. Oh. But that's what what like uh, is, what is her race? It, she's white, and they are mad that she's doing I like think she's Puerto ca- Rican. Oh, but she can't I, do certain uh, characters of certain colors. Is that the problem? Well, I think I think that because she's Ghana blonde, that they just assume she's Caucasian, one hundred percent white. But okay. But um, I'm pretty sure she's Hispanic. Um, but even so, it is insane that you can't do a cosplay of a different race. My kid wore, who with his Irish blood and bright blue eyes, did freaking Black Panther. <laughs> well, you know? and he got away with it. He did, was this for Halloween or what was this or just something else? It, it was it was at a Comic Con right before COVID. And nobody, uh, nobody raised an issue. No, but he was only eight or nine years old at the time. Uh, Obviously, does, a kid. Doesn't matter. Some people would go after him. Yeah, yeah, but there are fewer ways to commit sure suicide than screw with my kid. Ah, okay. <laughs> I hear you. But um, also, you know, everybody's talking about uh, how they've really crossed the line. The FBI raiding Trump today. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I've seen a lot of people going on on uh, Twitter and such, but I don't see people being angry enough to take up arms. I I, I think it has probably to be right. a whole lot worse, not a little bit worse, a whole lot worse. Because as long as people have roofs over their head, as long as they have groceries, as long as their kids have food, they have a lot less incentive. Uh, they're a lot less hungry for change. They have to become literally hungry is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I certainly uh, th- that makes sense. Um, however, I think the line between us and that sort of state is is thinner than it has been in quite some time. Although we got lots of refreshing inflation breathing room today, or as CNN put it, uh, inflation <laughs> took a breather in July. We're down to yeah. 8.5%. I don't feel the pressures of inflation this month. How about you? <laughs> yeah, last month. Yeah, uh, but no, well, your point is taken you know, when that we the inflation that... is going up. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Matt. Um, when inflation is going up, when fuel prices are skyrocketing, those don't count in their metrics. But when the fuel prices go down, suddenly they do. Uh yeah, yeah, lots of, and that will be the spin on this inflation number too. Look, it's dropping. That's going to be. It will flash forward to uh, October, right before the elections. Okay, inflation has. The rate of inflation has dropped for three consecutive months now, something like that, even though it's you know, it's just like gas prices dropped from what the record high. Yeah. Great. Thank you. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, so yep, I paid one seventy one a gallon November 2020 for gas. Those were the days, man. Well, do you think uh, before we let you go, do you think that that there could be anything as far as politics or as, as far as a uh, political overreach, like we've seen with the FBI, or at least as it appears, or do you think people will, are you serious when you say people will have to be literally starving before they'd resist? Do you think that there's any political line that could be crossed that would motivate people to, to, to act? Well, look how, look how bad it gets in China and Russia and uh, so Soviet Russia. It was horrible. Um, people let it happen. The the people there always outnumbered the government enough to where if they made a concerted effort to rebel, they could have. 
Hmm. So, uh, so they still have a lot of leeway for their abuse, is what you're saying. We have that to look forward yeah. to. All right. Yeah, I, I hate to say They let them, though. I, I like it when people say that. You know, all of the stuff that we've taken from our government, it's, it's because we let them. Hmm. Maybe that's why this is yep. satisfying, this Trump raid. Well, thank you for the call, Nomad. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Have a great one, guys. I figured out how to turn the volume down. Is my volume at the same level as it was before because i mess with a whole bunch of stuff on discord uh yeah your your discord audio doesn't feed the stream it's it's through something else oh so, so that doesn't matter um no but you probably whatever was happening with you it's probably the sound coming from discord to you was way high for whatever reason hmm. okay let's try uh reloaded ak mr ak are you there uh yeah i'm here what's on your mind uh, well, first off, I'd uh, like to ask Blonde if she got the email I uh, sent her about the uh, Vatican II stuff. Um, I'm sure I did. You're going to have to remind me, though. It was a, uh, the podcast segment about the details about what started Vatican II. I was actually like a 20-year uh, gay op, and the, how it, it basically just happened during the, the, the big old, I guess, the switcheroo happened around you know the 60s and whatnot, which was during the all that other, you know, turmoil of the 60s in America and whatnot. Oh, like Reloaded AK. Yes. These guys aren't Christian, but they do a pretty good job covering the origins of Vatican II. There it is. Yep. It's in the second half of the podcast. Oh, the right stuff. It. Sweet. Yep. All Zog goes to heaven. <laughs> but um, also, I didn't, I'm surprised you haven't tried to get Emily Yukas on it. She's basically, uh, she's got her own podcast again. Uh, she does? Oh, yeah. Emily Yukas. She's so spicy. Um. Yeah, I think it, uh, it's called Dreamweavers. Really, I'm gonna look on Gab. I Have think it's on the right. Uh, done something before? I thought didn't you do a segment? Yeah. Before I can't remember. Me? Oh, I, I thought Blonde did her Emily did, but, but you're saying you have you've done something with her? No, I haven't done anything with Emily Yukas. Okay. I was just talking about how uh, uh, she's she's um, she actually married uh. Uh, and actually has a kid now. So <gasps> she does. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Okay, I haven't. I should catch up with her. I always yeah. liked her. That interview she did with Gavin was so funny. What year was that? It was like 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, she's basically doing. She's basically doing the uh, kind of like a motherland podcast kind of thing. She's basically with a bunch of other you know uh, alt uh, alt right wives, uh, and basically in the TRS crew more or less and. They're doing their thing over there. Oh, this is amazing. Emily, you can... Mm. Okay, thank uh, you. No problem. And uh, I know you guys were talking about Falling Down earlier, and mm. uh, the, I was actually watching Falling Down about a year or so ago, I think maybe a little bit longer, with um, some guys from my circles, and a guy named Rambot was hosting hosting the, the, the movie. And the funny thing was, you know the those uh, porno books he, the, the Nazi guy had in his in his shop? Yeah. If I remembered correctly, those books were actually written by Jews. Really? If I, I, I did. I did look into to... them, and I found that one of them was apparently real, or it was. It looked like it was for sale somewhere, but it was on. Oh, yeah, it was. It's listed. The, the actual. Those were real books. Uh, the okay. uh, the 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 swastika bitches one. Yeah, it's actually like an Amazon listing, but you just can't find it. Like there's no yeah, I found it on some weird site that didn't look like it was. I don't know. That's why I wasn't sure if it was real or not, because it wasn't on a place that looked legit. You know. Is this her the, husband? 
on uh, that she does content with? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Modern politics is what she does. Uh, is, is she, she does. Uh, yeah, she does it with her husband. Oh, my God. These people had a baby. She looks so different. She looks great. Mm hmm. Yep. Wow, she does. Is... A, I forgot she did a, a show with her husband. I, it's they don't do an RSS feed with it. So like I don't have like I can't. Just, uh, it's hard for me to be able to sit down with a oh, video. Format I'm so glad these two people it. had a baby. That's great. That's great news. Thank you for telling me that. It makes my day. Yep. And um, it, it, I just I I thought I'd just run that by you because it's funny. It's funny that technically my the Nazi guy was the only uh, guy Michael Douglas killed. I, you know who had a direct hand in like who had a direct hand in killing. Yeah, yeah. The the Hispanic gangster guy. I guess he just shot him in the foot, right? And he basically yeah. died in the car crash. No, no, he yep. shot him in the head after he shot him in the foot, didn't oh, he? Oh, did he? I can't, I can't remember. I don't think, no, I think the guy was already dead. No, no, he was threatening to kill him, and then he walked away. Okay. He was holding the gun to his head, and then he fired next to him and yeah. walked away. And he then was, he goes, he oh, I missed. I also missed, uh, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was just the Nazi guy that was the only actual killing. Yeah, and that's just hmm. the, it's the funniest thing, because Michael Douglas is Jewish, too. Oh, hmm. yeah, he is, isn't he? Yep. Is Catherine Zeta-Jones? I don't know, but I know Michael Douglas's father changed his name after he moved to the United States. And I what was think it? they're they're uh, some sort of Eastern European Jew. Michael Douglas, original right. name. All right, thank you. Uh, appreciate yeah. the thoughts, man. Uh, no problem. And uh, yeah, I've I w and also uh, one last thing about Gil Gilgamesh being all uh, uppity about you know Trump, you know getting in there and winning winning the presidential election and everything. I, yeah. If they've, you guys haven't lived, like, I understand, like, FBI raiding Trump's house is a no-no, but if you're going to still fall back into that same meme of, we got to vote for the guy, fucking stop. I don't know. He, he threw, he threw his supporters under the bus. It took him six fucking months to mention the name Ashley Babbitt. I hear you. After that. He, he, he fucked up a lot. I said I was never going to vote for him again, but my anger has mobilized me. Because I that's, hate the left more than I don't want to vote for Trump again. And if it's going to the make them mad, then I kind of just want to do it. That's my vote. You've returned to 2016 form. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, the, that's the trick, though, is that it's called reactance theory. It's basically like it's how you get absorbed back into the, the gay fucking two-party politics system is that you get so mad yeah. at one side that you, you fall back into the other. The women are reactive and emotional. I shouldn't be I'm, voting. Well, apparently Gilgamesh is is apparent is like just like a woman because okay. <laughs> I mean, no, I you guys should fight in whatever you, we'll, we'll have to settle this with a, with an on air debate. Uh, but uh, no, I uh uh, mm, <laughs> I'm out I mean, on that one. All right, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'll go and come in the call in show waiting room. Gilgamesh, <laughs> we'll have a nice little chat down there. That's we'll have right. A, there's a, nice... a de yeah. That's right. There's the debate. I forgot there is the debate room in the server. So hash yeah, it out well, there. Pretty much. So, I mean, like, just come on, come on down. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, hang around the quiet Colin show for a bit. And if you want to, you know, uh, have a discussion, then come on in. <laughs> you motherfucker. Okay, get out. All right. Thank you, man. <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right. We I don't want to uh... vote for Trump again. I, I still found him a disappointing candidate and president. Um, but this, this FBI overreach and government overreach, it pisses me off. And what the left is clearly the most afraid of is another Trump presidency. Yeah, I, I do not view him as a solution to problems that I think are far he beyond. He is not going to fix fuck all. He's However, not fix anything. I can't deny that I 
am very much interested in seeing the completion of the story arc. And I know that that is not a great reason to vote for a federal candidate. But as as I was just talking about and as I'm thinking about, is there any great reason to vote for federal candidates anymore? I just don't think the solution to our problems comes through that. The, the the solutions come through that means. So I'm not saying that I'm going to like vote for some communist. I will still vote for federal candidates that are uh, better than certain alternatives. I just don't view anybody as the actual fix. Even if yeah. let's say like my preferred candidate would be Rand Paul. I yeah, would, yeah. I would affirmatively and gladly vote for Rand Paul, but I don't think that even Rand Paul is going to go there and reduce the scope of the federal government back to its constitutional proper size or anything like that um so for me the story is the most appealing thing about trump i just want to see that it's like a movie at this point i want to see the ending of the story yeah but okay uh, that's that's a good enough reason to vote as long as we don't have this expectation that he's going to swoop in and fix everything yeah yeah I, i'm definitely he's not, not going to be able to disband the irs it's never going to happen I, if he as i said if he achieves that he is uh he is an American hero as far as I'm concerned, but I'll believe that when I see it. I just don't I don't believe that we would have enough people in Congress with the balls to go there and actually do it. I just don't believe that. Can you even affect positive change in the government? Through the government? Yeah. Especially using, through the federal government? No, yeah. I don't using think so. the existing federal government and representative democracy can does anybody, any single individual or group of individuals have the power to affect positive change. It's really easy to affect negative change. One person can do that. (laughs) Well, it's so entrenched for everybody that you actually vote for to send to DC to do something. There's probably a hundred guys who live there full time and have, you know, the career bureaucrat type people. They're not elected. They're not accountable. It doesn't matter who you send to Congress. It doesn't matter who you send into the presidency. Those are the people pushing the pens to make things actually happen. And, um, yeah, I just don't I don't have faith in that. The only political system in which I have some faith is a convention of states where we all come together and through our state representation uh amend the constitution, say you're going to do this stuff and that's it. And uh, yeah. no more of the rest of the bullshit. Um okay, I'm we with are you. we are uh we got to take our uh, chat break here. Uh let's see. Knuckle Hunky Buck is up next. I'll take this one. Uh Trump should hire black security guards on fentanyl to stand at all his doors and violently refuse entry to any feds. If the feds retaliate with force, then the leftists will have to hate them too. You know, that's uh I like that. That's genius. Knuckle Hunky Buck, always very clever. He should be the president's advisor. Yeah. Um Okay, so when you're clicking it, it's not working for me. Okay, so just you'll have to follow, I guess, Moist Farts is up next. Um, looking forward to Blonde getting knocked up again so Frank can fill in again. He can dox ping two with the best of him. I listened <laughs> to that today and I was like, ooh. That's all right. Um, that was a really good interview. Yeah, it's, uh, we, you know, I like Frank a lot. We're, we're friends and, um, you know, just one of those guys that's easy to talk to. So it was a lot of fun. Ear, regardless, he spelled <laughs> ear like. <laughs> Uh, really enjoyed your appearance on the show, irregardless. Oh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Moist Farts. Ark says, uh, Matt, I appreciate your optimism in today's post, but there is no reconciliation at this point. A convention of states will not happen soon enough or have enough of an immediate effect to allow for a peaceful correction as intended by the forefathers. Mm. Thanos is the way. Uh, yeah, I, it certainly wasn't my intent to say that this is the uh, the solution to put full faith in. Um 
that's why I titled the video. This is the only political solution if there is a political solution, because I'm plenty aware that the political solutions to this are waning. They are fading. They are eroding. And that's why I want to go to the one. There's only one political solution to the problem of a federal government that respects neither the states nor the people. And that is to use the constitutional option that completely circumvents Washington, D.C., and that is the Convention of States. There's no other system we have to reform it uh, without going through D.C. itself other than the Convention of States. And if we don't have that, then uh, then, yeah, it's it's very messy. And I'm definitely aware that the mess is uh, it seems like it's the uh, the outcome that they are uh, intent on. So the convention, uh, uh, I am uh, not going to be uh, niggardly. The people's uprising is much more of a likely outcome than a convention of states. I agree. If I had to yeah. bet on which one is more likely to happen, uh, I agree. So it's I not, bet it would be a more effective too. And and it's done correctly. As far as my ranking of likelihood, though, and this is the point that I'm, I was trying to get at in the video too. Um, if I were to guess which one is most likely, uh, <laughs> conflict, no, number one. Uh, okay, convention of states, number two. Washington reforming itself by voting for the right people and sending the right people to Washington distant. Third. Well, that's, <laughs> that's I'm so still going to vote because it's possible, but I am not banking on that being the solution. Yeah, not going to happen. Um, Mike Hawk 420 blazing. This is hilarious. I shared your Wednesday show with a few friends and now they're saying I'm a racist. I'm not sure what to do. It's almost as if they think N words are people. <laughs> Great show tonight. Either way. Hail victory. He said the um, N word. G the case. Uh, he actually wrote the N word. Jesus, man. Did, th oh, that came through Tippy Stream. Yeah, that's like, why. So you see, now I know I no longer have full control of the Tippy Stream. Thank you for that one dollar super chat where I had to say the N word and the K word, <laughs> Mister Mike Hawk four twenty uh, blazing. I have one more from Greg too. Did we get this one? If Trump wins again, how concerned are you about a dem escalation, legal or otherwise? They'll lose their damn minds. That's the other yeah. problem is if we're wondering about the prospect for conflict, if Trump wins again, uh, maybe they'll be the ones with the violent uprising. That's true. They yeah, it's uh, if Trump wins again, like I said, I'm interested, interested in seeing the conclusion of the story. But maybe I, I should uh, be careful what I wish for, because the conclusion for their story, I think, is not going to be very polite. That's true. Um, Matty O, come on, Blonde, you've made a difference on the dissident right, and Matt has made strides in more centrist circles. That's why you're both uniquely important. I would agree about Matt, and Matt brings people to me, and then I bring people to Andrew Anglin. So in that way, <laughs> Becca Lewis's, uh, you know, crazy radicalization circle is totally true. Yeah, she was However, most of the time, I'm just screaming into the void and, and talking in front of a group of people that 100% agree with me already. You are a lot more effective in converting normies. Well, even if that's true, which I'm not so sure that it is. And by that, I mean only speaking to people you agree with. I'm sure that's true for probably nine out of ten listeners or more. Um, however, even if you're not changing minds, as I mentioned, there's still a lot of value in providing a place for people to feel like they can think about these ideas honestly that's true and it's yeah. cathartic for me which is a lot more important than how it is for everybody else yeah. it, it, without without the show you know i i would have lost i would have lost my mind i will say i have i don't think i've ever listened to tim cast mm. i listened to it with larry elder the other day that show broad appeal 
really enjoyed listening to it. It was yeah, easy listening. Oh, they're crushing it. I mean, they're they're Killing absolutely it. They 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 have uh, like Times Square advertising money, you know. So. Dude, maybe we should we should get out there. <laughs> we should head on over. That's the we've I been know, invited. Let's but, let's get babysitters. Let's make it work. Okay? But it, well, I'm not I'm not saying that. Here's here's the real hang up. Um, there there are the travel logistics. That's an issue. And I know that they said we can go on there on the air, but I've not heard anything. I've I've not. Yeah, they're busy though. I know, but I just, I'm not the kind but of guy we who didn't ask them. I'm not the kind of guy who goes to another person and to another person on their show and says, let me go on there. Even if they said in some context publicly that I could, I don't know what is just bullshitting and, and what's real. And I've not been extended a, a real invitation. So I just yeah. don't, I don't want to get presumptuous in that way. And I, I just don't like doing that. That's true, but we can we can have people watch our kids. We can bring our spouses. Okay, so you email Tim and say, let us go on. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that yeah. I had written Tim Pool off as as a centrist that had a narrow view of the world, and I was clearly wrong. He's reaching people that I do not have the ability to reach because of my open racism. Ah. Well, he's uh he's certainly radicalized compared to where he used to be. X amount of years ago. But that's and, the way it goes. People yeah. want to have a political journey with you. It, yeah. And, and then it's happening with Tim. And I, I think, I don't think that Tim and Tim and I are in the exact same spot, but I think we've followed somewhat similar paths. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I can, I can appreciate the path that he's on or the path that he's been on. I understand where he's coming from. And yeah. Uh, in any case, I, I love to see the success. I love to see how well they're doing and um, and and to know that that show is I, I, Tim, Tim Pool. Uh, the moment that I knew that he made it and I knew that he I guess I know he made it way before this. But when I see like Keith Olbermann talking shit to Tim Pool on Twitter, I'm thinking, damn, dude, you made your own Internet show. And now yeah. old cable TV has beens are coming to you are coming to you to yeah. talk shit. That's a that's a mark of massive success. And, that's uh, true. you know, one day if Keith Olbermann, you know, it's one thing to go troll <sighs> Keith Olbermann and just talk shit and get him to reply. That's not what I'm talking about, though. It's just Tim posting his own things and Keith Olbermann being a reply guy. It's not like Tim is targeting Keith to say, hey, dude, you suck. It's just it's a whole new world of pissing off like entrenched leftist. Yeah. It's just his mere presence, like him offering his own thoughts enraged Keith Olbermann and Keith Olbermann is now, has now been reduced to a Tim pool reply guy. That's pretty like, incredible. I, I know that Tim pool and Joe Rogan kind of occupy this normie space, but you can't say that that's not where almost everybody started in their political journey. Oh, hundred percent. I don't, yeah. uh, and I don't even think that they're necessary. I don't, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't call it a normie space. I think that, uh, Joe Rogan for sure, Tim Pool less so. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, Joe Rogan know. is definitely a normie. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I would even say that because I think he's very open to a pretty broad spectrum of ideas. He's not going to refuse. That's how normies used to be. It's, it's that's not how as we though all used everybody is welcome on Joe's show. I mean, I'll, I'll grant that, but he's he's pretty open minded. He's pretty willing to consider a broad range of views and and at least to me, normies have a normies operate within a very uh, small. Overton window. Yeah. Anyway, we're behind time. Let's uh let's uh get back into the calls and thank you guys for the chats. 
Let's see. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. El Vicero is up next. Oh. Mr. Vicero, are you there? Yes, I am here. Um, can, can I say congratulations on the hunt? Yeah, that was actually probably the most adrenaline-filled hunt that I have ever had. Did well, you did you I inform finally, Blonde of this? I did send her on Telegram a DM with a picture, but I don't know if she saw it. Who are you? Yeah, I'll, I'll just re- I just resent it. Are you Purple Tongue Man? Yes. Ah. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, and it's it, so, it actually wasn't a big oryx. It was probably twenty four inch horns, which is just not big. Like the first two I shot this? were. This was west of the White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico. This animal lives in the United States. Yeah, yeah it does look they, like they were African imported or in the something. 60s. It looks like an yeah. ibex or something. It's it's a Gemsbach oryx, O R Y X. Cool. What uh, so what made the hunt so exhilarating? So for the off-range hunts, you get the full month when, whenever you draw. So I had the full month of July and I probably spent half of it down there and I just wasn't able to get a shot at one. Should have had one on the third day, but I was stupid. And anyways, I'm like getting just disheartened thinking oh my god i've spent the whole month and a thousand bucks in gas trying to get these so i go down by a on the fence line for a wildlife refuge i'm not seeing any fresh sign and i'm like okay what you know at this point i'm like where do i go i was like well i'll just try to head down to the south end of my hunting area and so i start driving and i get to the north side of the missile range there's a fence line road And I see something in the road about three quarters of a mile up. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I'm still driving. And then finally it turns and looks at me and I see that white on the Oryx face. And I was like, holy shit, that's an Oryx. So I start speeding up to get closer to it. And he moves about 100 yards off the road. And uh, I get up there and I get out and I'm getting out to shoot it. And at this point, he takes off, and it's probably a good thing because I was so excited. I don't think I would have hit it. Mm. And I was alone, and I didn't have somebody, calm down, dude. And one thing you need to know about Oryx is they will not jump over a fence. I've, they'll go under them all the time, and I've watched them crash through them, but they will not go over it. And I was in an area that was surrounded by fences for several miles. So I... When he takes off, I get back in the Jeep and I'm just going parallel with him. He's doing about 35 miles an hour for about a half hour or a half mile. Then he slowed down to 20 or 25 and I kept up with him for a mile and a half or two miles. And then he peeled off to the west away from the missile range. And so I went down the little fence line road, waited for him. He didn't show up, went back to make sure he didn't get back onto the missile range, hauled ass back to the fence line road, which, by the way, has about four foot tall of tumbleweeds up against it, sometimes like 20 to 50 feet wide. I'm sitting there and I'm going along and then I see him and I'm like, all right, he can't get under this fence and he's not going to be able to crash it. So I start hauling ass on this little itty bitty two track road, like 60 miles an hour. And I catch up to him and he sees me and he starts running, you know, the old shit. And I'm like, okay, these things run forever. I'm never going to get this thing on foot. I'm just going to wear him out on my Jeep and until he's slow enough that I can get a shot. So I chased this fucker, like, on this little two-track road, just, you know, where I'd have to get off off the road because of the tumbleweeds and just, like, beating the shit out of my Jeep. Finally get to where I'm, like, five feet behind him. 
like I was sitting there, should I do a pit maneuver on this thing? No, I'll probably wind up with one of those horns through my tires or some shit. So I just kept on chasing him, and finally he peels off, goes to another fence. I knew right where he was going to go, so I hauled ass over there. He tried to crash the fence, gets his horns tangled in the fence, and I thought I was just going to be able to jump out and shoot him with my pistol. He gets loose and then starts going down another fence line, and I finally, after about four miles of chasing him this way, he starts to slow down, and I was like, okay, I can get a shot now. I'm a little more calm. Get out, pull up the rifle, and shoot, and I, I just heard that bullet just hit that oryx and i was like all right and then he keeps on running so this was like a 250 yard running shot that i took and i was like shit so i hop back in the jeep haul ass to the next fence line where he's not going to be able to get through he sees me past him and turns around and by this time he's really going slow so i get out and shoot him and he just instantly stops and wobbles and then just drops and uh so then i get out and walk up to him and he wasn't quite dead so i put one through his spine and Ooh, i thought you're gonna say you kicked him in the nuts <laughs> oh hell no those things like i've watched people walk up and try to finish one off and those horns come at you and you're just yeah, like oh, fuck that terrible we have to let you go but are you gonna taxidermy this bitch i'm going to euro mount it which is just the skull on on the mount oh okay and uh yeah i had to quarter and gut it all by myself Ooh. and uh that took me about two and a half hours, but oh. it's in the freezer and it's delicious. That's okay, great. you're eating it. Congrats, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They are delicious. Better than beef. All right. Well, I'm but, glad to hear it. And uh, congrats. And we will uh, yeah. catch you next time. All right. I will talk at you later. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, that's uh, that's exotic. Yeah, are these like actually, I was trying to figure out, are these, are they native? I guess I should have There's asked There's no him. way. He said nature preserve. Yeah. Or they were introduced to. Anyway, I, I, I guess I, in the interest of time, rather than looking up Oryx uh, natural habitat, we'll keep it moving. Uh, Juggernaut the Destroyer is up next. Juggernaut, are you there? Yes. What's uh, on your mind? So last call in show, someone called in and was questioning why conservatives don't like electric vehicles. Ah. That? And we just talked about how they're gay, and that was pretty much <laughs> We talked about well, the tech. Yeah. Are you, are you making the case that, they're, that you hate them? Is that where you're going to go? I'm going to make a case against them, yes. Okay, The conservative sure. case. First of all, and the main reason is just that the Globo Homo is pushing them on us. <laughs> it's a good indicator, I guess. It is. And consider that the global homo agenda has been that you will own nothing and like it. You don't own the means of operating a Tesla. Tesla does. Because it all runs through their software. That's true. You just own the license to operate it. Don't, uh, aren't they, isn't there some tech in like all new cars where they can remote disable them and things like that? There's Starlink. I thought they, I thought there was something where. That's what they use? Oh, t- yeah. all Tesla uses like a Starlink. It has to be authorized no, 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 by not, not Tesla. You said normal. I thought you were talking about yeah, yeah. non-Teslas. Uh, I know that there's remote. There's some remote disabling feature on newer cars. I don't know exactly. So um, rather than shoot from the hip, I'll uh, I'll take your point. But what you're saying that I, I don't understand the Tesla tech that you're describing. You're saying that it actually has to have some kind of connection to operate. So. You don't own the software that operates a Tesla. Mm-hmm. 
Tesla owns that software and they can disable it. They can change anything they want and they do. If How do they disable it though? What Tesla, network is it connecting to? Wi-Fi. What if I disconnect it from the Wi-Fi? What happens? Uh, and how is it connecting to Wi-Fi if I'm like out on the interstate or something? Well, it's a good question. Once uh, Elon Musk gets his uh, satellites up and running, I imagine it would just use that. And I'm not sure how easy it is to simply turn off the Wi-Fi in the Tesla. I don't even know if it's possible. Well, I guess what I'm saying, they, clearly they operate without a network connection, right? Or am I misunderstanding? No, they can. Yes. Okay. But you don't. You still don't own the software. Uh, so you're just That's saying they yours. could disable it. It's just they don't. Yes. Or at least that, as of now, they don't. Okay. That's right. It's not um, open source. I got to look this up because I, I thought there was some new federal requirement that cars... Like, is that actually a difference if there's a... You know, disabling the car, is that unique to electric cars? Or are they doing that with new gas cars too? They do it with new gas cars. Um, I said Starlink before, didn't I? That is Elon Musk's satellites, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, like the the fancy internet system they're working on. Um, so new law will insta kill. No, new insta kill. New law will install. <laughs> this is like me trying to read Tippy Stream all over. New law will install kill switches in all new cars. This is from January. Mm-hmm. So apparently, this is a thing. Uh, I don't have time to read this entire article, but yeah, as far as like remote disabling of cars, that sounds like that's going to be a thing for either uh, mode of power, whether it's gasoline. It or already electric. is. I don't, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Um, I thought it was star something star in or something like that, but well, basically then here's it's attached another... to a rev, a rev Sorry. limiter in your vehicle and they can shut okay. it down using that. Now I see a, another article that says the government is not going to force your car to have a kill switch that police can use at will. So I obviously there's some detail here that I don't understand. Well, I mean, my car doesn't. And I don't think I'll ever own a car that will. If I do, I'll just rip it out. I can't really do that when it's programmed in, though, when it's the whole system. Hmm. And if the government decides uh, you have to go the speed limit with a Tesla, they can do that. Uh, like the technology exists, although it's it's not currently happening, right? Yes. Yeah. Although I guess, I guess my question, Europe. though, is like, why does why does that make the electric car inherently bad? Because all of those things could be done just as it could be done the same on a gas powered car. They can't do it with mine. Well, and they can't do it. They can't do it some with new vehicles with old tech. But that doesn't mean that the electric car tech is bad. It just means it has a bad feature. Right. Can we all agree that they're gay? That's what really matters. <laughs> they are. They're lame, and, the reason, and when people the drive have, them, I'm like, "You care about the environment? That's faggy." <laughs> yes. Who would do that? I th- haven't you made the point that you do care about the environment? I do care about the environment, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't go out of my way to um, to destroy the environment. We are ambassadors of this world, and we need to maintain it. Only so we can extract the maximum amount of resources from it in perpetuity. Hmm. What? That, that's a great argument. You got nothing to say to that? Well, I don't know. I don't know that I would say, well, I guess, I guess I would need more definition on the term maximum. Um, well, we, you know, you can't uh, give to future generations, give the resources of the world to future generations without maintaining um, some level of environmentalism. You can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
I would agree with that point. Um, I reject the entire notion that, it, that that electric cars are environmentally friendly. Well, there's a lot of problems uh, with where does the power come from? How are the ba- batteries manufactured? Yeah, it's uh, the cleanliness is certainly debatable. All right, uh, get out of here. And it's, we'll give you a last word if you want. Okay. Um, well, there was a British survey that found that electric car view, uh, drivers were the most psychopathic. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say have the most butt sex. BMWs. Uh, that, too. that too. What other details were in this survey? <laughs> nah, just psychopathy. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the call. <laughs> These pieces of shit, they probably got age, you know? See ya. Have a good night. Uh, Magic Sky Fairy is up next. Magic Sky Fairy, the uh, the Mounties have not raided you yet, as I yeah, say every not, time I hear from you. Not merch that I've bought, um, which is uh, don't forget they are a terrorist organization. So if you wa- walk around with the Proud Boys T-shirt here, that is literally against the law in Canada. What? You're arrested for it. So how preposterous! Are you serious? Yeah, so, it is. They're a terrorist organization. You can't wear a T-shirt of a terrorist organization. Nope, it's illegal. It's, uh, Poor Gavin, God violence and so on we've got worse shit than that there was a comedian that made a joke about um he did like there was some kid that had terminal disease and then he did like a fundraiser for him or whatever Uh, like you know dying wish kid foundation kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and then the kid like lived much longer than expected and wasn't dying so then he made a joke about that like aren't you supposed to have died by now like that kind of thing anyway he got sued fifty thousand for that um so bullshit anyway um I was going to talk about this Trump raid shit because it pisses me off, and normies don't care. Uh, the reaction I've gotten from speaking with normies is, um, you know, oh, well, you know, if the FBI is going after them, he must have done something. And <laughs> keep in mind, they are a yeah. super secret organization. They've got information that we don't. So, you know, another trust the experts kind of mentality. The news coverage this morning was hilarious. It was exactly that theme. For the FBI to actually get a warrant from this judge, they must have had a very convincing demonstration of a of a, of a crime. And yeah. we all know they they did the meme. I I just finished making fun of it on Sunday. Merrick Garland is only by the book. He's a they did that. They talked about how Merrick Garland would never sign off or participate because he is so by the book, above board, upstanding, moderate. Uh, a man of the law and only the law, no ideological persuasions whatsoever. Um, of course. And if you besmirch his, his name, there's going to be a lot of pearl clutching, a lot of gasping. What did um, they say in the report? I got to go back and listen to it. They said something like Trump claimed without evidence that the raid was political. <laughs> it's like, well, that's funny because they haven't produced any evidence for the raid. But you don't say the yeah. FBI without evidence raided Mar-a-Lago, do you? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, but it's so bit like it. But it's what what kills me is <laughs> normies will just say like, oh, well, you know, the, the same kind of narrative that you just said. Then they'll they'll believe that fine. Um, we have just floating around the internet plenty of worse evidence against Hunter Biden. And the first thing nobody like, cares. Nobody yeah. gave a shit. And also, like you know, New York New York Post just like um. You know, Twitter and Facebook just consorted effort by all the major tech companies to just like call it Russian disinformation. Got a couple of, I don't know, retired admirals off the bench to say, oh, this is the type of shit Russia does. That's, you know, obviously this is all bullshit. How do you, I don't think deep fake technology is there to like create, certainly not by Trump's, uh, you know, um, 
uh, I guess, political. Uh, like the, the Russians couldn't make a deepfake that good of him getting sucked off and like. Oh no, those hunter videos are not deepfakes. That's for sure. No, they're very <laughs> real. Um, but even like that, that's like the least. Um, you know, uh, I- illegal stuff on there. Like, uh, I'm more concerned about like, you know, 10% for the big guy uh, yeah. and, and whatever arrangements were made with the Chinese. And I am surprised that just the lack of interest in probing that further, uh, mm-hmm. even by the you know right wing media, doesn't seem like they're, they're going at it that hard. I don't know why. Um, because no one's ever going to do anything about it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but you know, Trump actually gets his home raided, uh, and it just that that seems like such a big deal to me like well it is but well it, it it does drive me nuts that the people again who are the harshest critics of police uh do not have any questions or skepticism for the police in this case it would be like it it's like them saying no no uh george uh, derek chauvin said it wasn't racist when he kneeled on george floyd so we know it's not okay i but i <laughs> Since when do you people listen to police explanations for their conduct as sufficient evidence? And, well, and yeah. It, 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 but of course, that's they well, like the outcome, as as in every other case, they like the outcome. They like that there are a bunch of uh, henchmen over at uh, Mar-a-Lago busting into Trump's home. They don't. It's I. Uh, what's her face from Washington, Pramila Jayapal, or whatever that congressman lady? She was talking about, oh, this is great because. Um, Finally, Trump is facing justice for January 6th and questioning the election and this and that. It's like, lady, that is not the reason. Officially, the FBI or the DOJ have not given a reason. But as far as the Washington Post has reported with people in the know, that is not the reason for the raid. So you're saying, Um, I'm glad that they made up a reason to go after him for other things I care about. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but well, funny you should mention that though, because the CB. So we have C, you know, CBC, Communist Broadcasting Corporation. Supposed to be, you know, I'm tongue in cheek, but barely. Um, so the article they have, the headline is Trump says FBI agents have raided his Florida home. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Trump says. Well, why did <laughs> yeah take that out like they did? I guess because uh, this it, the the way this story broke was his statement. I guess, but yeah. Okay. But then later, so there's, it starts out like, oh, former U.S. President uh, Donald Trump says his estate, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a, you know, someone familiar with the matter said, I'm, I'm not even going to read that line because who cares? Um, and then the paragraph underneath has the heading January 6th committee hearing. So like, they got to throw that in there. Not related to this story at all, but just, oh, hey, remember Trump's a bad guy. He did an insurrection after all. Yeah. And, so we can raid his property for any reason that we want. Yeah, and I guess what I'm just sick of is the, the, just the rampant hypocrisy is just over the top. And when I try to speak with it about like otherwise rational people who are on that side of the fence, I'll give me, so a couple of weeks ago I went to a cottage with uh, it's like, like a couple's thing, I guess. It's us and one other couple who happen to be Bernie Sanders supporters and vote for Justin Trudeau or you know some other leftist shit. Um, and... I was telling them like January 6th was bullshit. Uh, and they said, okay, so you don't think killing a cop is, or multiple <laughs> cops is a big deal. And I was like, uh, explain to me what that has to do with literally anything. Also, uh, it's it not only- true. Also, it's not true. <laughs> yeah. And they said, well, they killed a, a couple cops and then, <sighs> uh, and, and, you know, used lethal force to like invade the, uh, um, the white house or whatever. It's like, yeah, they didn't kill any cops, dude. You have the story exactly in reverse. The only lethal force that was used was by police against an unarmed woman. And it's like, oh yeah, well, she was protesting though. Okay. 
okay, tell me about unarmed people getting shot and how you're such a big fan of that happening when cops do that. Like, it was just unbelievably... The, the, and then he had the nerve to call me, uh, like, a religious-level fanatic for Trump. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, like, you just... And then he... So he went on his phone, he fumbled around, and the closest he could find, he said they bludgeoned a, a, a guy to death with a fire extinguisher. No, they said, didn't. No, they didn't. That's a lie. <laughs> and then he said, yes, they did. You're completely living in your own Trump-deluded universe here. And I said, I'm getting enraged hearing this conversation secondhand. No, no, no. And, and then the guys, so he fumbles on his phone again, and then he, the closest he could find, he was like, okay, well, the, the coroner said that he, uh, Ryan Sick, Sicknick or whatever, whatever his name was, yeah. uh, died from, uh, the coroner said it was from unrelated causes, and uh, we can't right. confirm anything about a fire extinguisher anywhere near him, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we don't know. He might have been had an allergic reaction to bear spray and died is another theory, but either way, like, he died the next day or whatever after uh, the January 6th event, so... Like, you're going to tell me that had nothing to do with his death and they didn't indirectly cause him to die at least? Yes, nobody got charged for his death. Yeah. There was, there and, was and, some, and, and like, said, okay. Lebanese guy who got charged apparently because the spray that he used may have caught, like, a, 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 a speck of the spray may have caught Sicknick. But that is not what caused his death. There is yeah, no died, evidence. Like, several days later? He had right? a blood clot issue is what happened to him. He, we all know he died from the... He didn't die from the vaccine, Susan. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, but it'd be it, seriously speaking, would be it, it it would be just as rational mm-hmm. for me to, to say we all know the Capitol Police were some of the first people to get the uh, not vaccine, Susan, and he died from a not blood clot, not related to the vaccine at all. The pieces are there to make the same sort of claim that the person you're talking to did, mm-hmm. except for in my case, it would be treated as complete insanity to connect those dots and say that was the cause. And I'm granting the point that I can't, there's no definitive medical information to say that was the cause, at least as far as we know, but well, it's at least as plausible as uh, the one he was trying to push in. Oh, I think it's, I think it's more plausible that he had a bear spray allergy. At least. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but at least he conceded the point. Okay, well, the coroner said it didn't, so uh, I guess uh, I can't. So, okay, so you agree then that the only lethal force that was used was by the police against an unarmed woman? He's like, oh well, she was protesting, and he didn't Duh. know she was a lethal threat. Um, and then he said, and by the way, you, you're completely making things up. There was a fire extinguisher used as a weapon, though that could have killed somebody. And I was like, no, <laughs> there t- wasn't. I think so there was it, a. I think someone threw one at some point, but it, it well, had nothing to do with Sicknick. Yeah, it had nothing. So to do that's with what. Sicknick. So he's hold. He's calling himself the winner of the argument oh. because I said no, there was no fire extinguisher related violence. And then he said yes, there was. And then he found the video of you know you can the video is just like you can basically yeah. kind of just see the fire extinguisher like flying across the. Yeah, screen they chucked a bit. it off a balcony or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy who did that got like three years in prison or something yeah. like that. And then he was like, okay, so you don't think that's a big deal that all these officers got like seriously injured? And uh, you said there was no fire extinguisher related uh, violence. And then here's a fire extinguisher. So you were wrong. <laughs> I was right. And, and was so like, that's why it's good that Trump got raided. Argument one. Well, I mean, his argument, that yeah. hadn't happened at the time. Ah, but he was I just see. saying right. that January 6th was an insurrection. And yeah. because there was, he, he walked back from, they murdered a guy, they bludgeoned a police officer to death with a fire extinguisher to uh, a guy tossed a fire extinguisher. But we know it was really serious, though, because he got put in jail for three years for it. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, because only the most serious crimes are getting multi-year prison sentences. In the well, January that's what I told him. I was context. like, dude, Black Lives Matter literally burned down 
Like, he, he, he was all big on talking about how it was, like, millions of dollars worth of damage. Dude, it was literally billions yeah, of damage. Um, with these, like, all these buildings getting burned down and literal murders. Like, a, a Trump supporter getting one shot of the bodies, blank in the head, among others. Oh, yeah, yeah, and one of the bodies in Minneapolis was burned so bad they couldn't even identify it. I think they did yeah. figure it out eventually. But uh, anyway, I appreciate the conversation. We do have to let you go. But uh, thank you <laughs> okay. for giving me secondhand trauma Ugh. over this conversation. Yeah, sorry for that. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, man. Um, I know we do have a fair amount of uh, questions to we get to, do. but we do have uh, one more caller. So, and it's Mustache Asian, and I always love to hear from him. So, uh, Mustache Asian, we are up against the clock, but I can give you a minute or so if you'll take it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, just some uh, good news reporting. Um, last time I called, I forgot to mention, uh, uh, I think, uh, Lucas Gearhart. Yeah. Why um, does that name they, sound uh, familiar to me? The Michigan kid who got framed, or oh like yes, that's right, for, for that's terror, right, quote unquote terroristic threats. Yeah, right, and and because like a bunch of guys who are like, including the, the lawyer, is, are, were asking for a televised trial. Mm-hmm. The uh, the judge pushed out and basically gave him a cut him a deal. Oh, so he's so not he facing charges anymore, or what? So he won't be he. He won't be uh, having any record on it. Any any record? Um, I forgot exactly what the details were, but basically, it was a very good deal. Yeah. So, and he has so, one year probation, and the, the rifle will be returned to him. Oh well, that's great. Yeah, so he. he so he if people be, don't remember, this is the kid who was part of some shooting club or something, but he posted a picture of a rifle on Snapchat. And it, and he was prosecuted right. as prosecuted. though he yeah, was threatening to commit threatening, a school yeah. shooting, even though that was never the case. He made some joke about it. Uh, and so now, yeah, he, he now he's clear to his friends. Yeah. Right. Oh, so it wasn't even like a public Snapchat. It was like a private. No, thing? it was private Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. Private Snapchat. And one of the girls who, who were like harassing him because because of because something he said about female physical standard, physical, physical testing standards for law enforcement hmm. or emergency response didn't, she didn't like. And she took a picture of of his friend's phone. Oh, that's Snapchat. how it got revealed. Someone else who the message was not even intended for yeah. got a picture of it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, it's so, so, but he's basically, he's not going to have some criminal record. He's, he's if not free and clear, b- close to that. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it's very okay. close, but it just you know, it's still it's two years of his life gone. And just, yeah, he's been fighting this since 2020. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the headlines here. Yeah, yeah, wow. so, yeah. So just, uh, just, just no, 2019. It happened. It happened in August of 2019. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for the update. I appreciate it, and yeah. uh, hope you're doing well, man. Yeah. Well, Thanks. next time I'll be bashing on some. Uh, like uh, Taiwanese, well, pushing back on some, some basically. Last time I was hearing Batman talking about Taiwanese culture. Oh yeah, like, I mean, some of it's good, but it just you know there are a lot. Of Isn't Batman that. actually Taiwanese too? Aren't you both Taiwanese? Pa- part Taiwanese, I believe. Ah, last time, I, yeah, he, he could be part Taiwanese, like half Taiwanese, half Japanese. Now we have to so get these was... audience debates going. It's uh, yeah, really. Ak uh, Ak guy versus. Um, Gilgamesh and Mustache Asian versus Batman. Yeah, just just that because I lived there for seventeen years and yeah. I'm still pretty pretty connected overall to yeah. the to to Asia to that level to 
I guess, Taiwanese slash Chinese cultures. Well, yeah, Nancy so Pelosi we'll, just said yesterday that China is one of the freest countries in the world. So what do you care if, if China takes <laughs> over? Yeah. 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 What do I care? So. All right. All right. See yeah, you, man. Have a good night, man. Later. Okay. Thank you to the callers. Uh, appreciate it as always. And um, that will be it on call. So uh, thanks for participating and we'll get to the email questions. Uh, again, if you'd like to send an email question, you can do that through the call in show question form on the contact page of the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question form. We'll take those at the end of the stream each week as we will right now. We may have to be kind of brief with these because I think we have two weeks worth, right? So we'll do the one answer rule that I perpetually break. Okay. Uh, starting with kitchen sink, my fiance's uncle had left her several guns when he died in 2020, but she couldn't claim them because she was in college. We finally picked them up in a family uh, from a family friend this week. Now just have to find ammo for an 1895 Chilean Mauser. Oof. How is the guns gun and ammo situation around you? Actually, the stock is, is fine. It's fine around here too. The I don't pr- know about ammo for that. But. The prices are not great, but doesn't that, uh, doesn't that take the same, I guess I don't know my Mausers very well, but doesn't that take like the same eight millimeter ammo that, that any Mauser would take? <laughs> I don't know. Or does it take its own special? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you could probably get it up here. People are pretty serious about the. Yeah, but that's cool. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sorry about the loss, obviously, but you know, when, uh, but like pieces of history and, and, and uh, family pieces like that are very cool. So all the best to your family. And, um, and yeah, guns and ammo are actually plentiful. It's just, uh, you're going to have to pay a lot for them. Even guns that have been sitting on the shelves around here that I've kind of had my eye on for a long time. But you know, when you're a family man, you can't justify such purchases. It's like that gun used to be expensive. Now it's $200 more expensive, right. even though it's the same one that's been sitting on the shelf for a few months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jogger, Jigaboo, moon cricket, Mick N word. If the U S split up and you had the authority to decide which States, the commies and leftists got and which ones the rest of us got, how would you divvy everything up? Personally, I say all commies would thrive best in a state of rigor mortis swinging from the trees. I'm ah, with you there. Um, hot, tall trees they get. Okay. So you couldn't take the best states unless they were contiguous. Otherwise, the chance that they would infiltrate your state would be greater, right? I so suppose. we get the that West Coast. And well, there's going to, if you want the West Coast, there's going to be a lot of removal to be done in California, is there not? Yeah, I want the West Coast. How, okay. So we'll take, we're taking it as granted that the move, the moving, the moving of the people is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then let's just split the country in half. I want everything on the West side. You guys can take the South, the Northeast. I don't give a fuck. Take all You want to split area. it at okay. like the Mississippi River or something? Okay. Uh, that's fine. I, I've never really lived in the East. So if, if it was up to my pick, yeah, give me the mountain States. Um, I like the Pacific Northwest as well. Uh, Dips Cal- on the South. Ugh, why California without the people ruining it is a, a fantastic place. I don't, I, mean, I wouldn't complain about that, but I guess I was just thinking, how do you achieve these things logistically given he the didn't way say things exist now. anything about that. Yeah, that's, maybe I'm overly reading into it. If I had to do that, I would say, um, because if we were going to have a separate country, we do need some kind of seaports. So I think we have to, like, let's say that it was, there's coastal USA that's like, you know, the commie states, and then there's America too that's more or less 
the central part of the country, the flyover part of the country, if we kept everything inside of the coastal states, but we'd have to we'd have to maintain taxes for seaports. Hmm. That would also okay. be fine with me. I, I'd be willing to I'd be willing to give up the coastal the West Coast if it means I get to keep places like Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas, Utah. Col- I want Colorado. All of those. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cooter McGavin. Hypothetical. Let's say that a, a let's say a black person murders and rapes a white person. The white person's family, in response, calls him the N word, which causes more of an uproar in the media. You he, know the answer he, to he, your you know question. The answer to this, yeah. yeah. You don't need us to answer that. It would. Uh, it's clearly the use of the N word. Isn't that something? Yeah. Incredible. Um, agnostic Gnostic, uh, our microdosing fan, um, or mega dosing. I don't know. Blonde was right. Some people cannot shape rotate third eye blind. Some don't have an internal monologue, can't play audio in their head. Do either of you think these people have free will and the divine spark to create? I'm leaning towards them being non-quantum observers or clockwork physics flesh golem NPCs for now. Not that I'd be mean to them if true unrelated Matt and I once made love. It was long all over the place and he wasn't quite sure what happened by the time I finished. Come on, man. Um, I guess what I just I have know, to say uh, to you is I so okay? we both were on Match.com and I was on OkCupid for a while and I went on a lot of dates, like first dates with people where I would think, is anything going on in this mm. person's brain? You know, like they just had adopted a set of... Um, totally generic viewpoints from cnn and they didn't read any literature and they watched like you know standard television just nothing interesting or unique about these people and then i would think do they even have souls does this person have a soul if i murdered them now across the dinner table would a soul escape their body (laughs) This is what I was thinking about on my first dates in Los Angeles. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of agree. Hmm. Like, do Chinese people have souls? <sighs> Did I say that out loud? I was, I was thinking that. We need to get mustache Asian back in here. Uh, no, I'm just I'm joking. Most yeah. Chinese people probably don't. He's, have souls. And he would take He might take offense to being characterized as Chinese. Yeah. So he's should, over there like, I'm Taiwanese. I should, I should retract. And all my, Taiwanese people have souls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, I, I guess the question is, do I think NPCs are, I guess I don't understand the question, but NPCs are clearly real. And um, I suppose for me, uh, the most important mark of intelligence that I look for in other people and that I admire in other people is an ability to consider an idea with which you disagree or don't understand or otherwise are inclined to reject, but you're able to entertain it for the sake of just the intellectual exercise. And those, uh, regardless of their opinions whether they're right or wrong, whether they have, whether they follow some stupid ideology or not, just the ability to entertain ideas other than your own is the sort of person that you want to, um, that you want to find in pretty much all contexts in life, I would say. So yeah, that's really what I look for. If it's a person who is firm in their beliefs and also totally unable and unwilling to consider another perspective pass, I don't like, you're probably really stupid in almost everything you do. Yeah. Yeah. Just an average lady says response to not an old man from last week's uh, call in show. Uh, well, we didn't have one last week. And who is not an old man? It must have been the week before. Two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I suppose the question might be a week old. 
in fairness to the question asker blonde, please uh, shout out to him that his wife may have low self-esteem or other trauma issues. Oh, this was about the marriage situation where the, the, the wife had advised that because of their mismatched libido, that maybe the husband should uh, feel encouraged to satisfy that elsewhere. Like literally with other people. That was the context of this question. Um, Shout out to him and his wife, uh, or that his wife may have low self-esteem or other trauma issues and thus advising him to sleep with other women is to preempt being cheated on. I do not know if that is the case, but it is something I can see uh, myself having said when I knew I wasn't good enough to keep the man I wanted to marry. Not a question, but it could save her marriage if he asks her the right questions to find out why she tells him to cheat on her or is at least uh, open to it, of course. So just a really a, a thought rather than uh, yeah, a question but for us to a answer. A woman that would advise her husband that to do that, even as a result of trauma is still damaged and as a result damaging the marriage. You got to get to the bottom of what is causing that. Uh, whatever it is has to be fixed quickly. If my husband suggested that to me, like, I'd, we'd be in divorce town and we have a kid, you know? All right. Well, all the best to, uh, to the question asker. And of course, to the, uh, to the marriage in question. Cody F regarding the school shooter heaven idea that was brought up last week. The whole point of Christianity is that no one can ever be good enough to earn God's love. Blonde. Don't live in fear of hell because you are not good enough. Literally no one is Matt. The ultimate justice you seem to be looking for was taken on by Jesus on the cross. That is what Jesus died for your sins means. Jesus willing, uh, uh, willingly took on punishment as we are due. I realize it's probably too long and not, not a question, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I mean, I think that central to Christianity is forgiveness that we forgive one another and that we accept God's forgiveness. This is what I struggle with the most because it is a grave sin to believe that you were beyond forgiveness from God. Not that I've done anything that bad, but you know. Um, and I think that, that that's an important thing to remember. Of course, I live in fear that I'm going to hell because I am perpetually not in a state of grace with God because I have major issues with the Catholic Church. I'm really struggling with it. Um, I don't know what to do. It's like every time somebody wants to talk to me about Catholicism and how it's the way, uh, I, I hear something that I'm like, that is so stupid. That's so stupid. Like somebody emailed me the other day to talk about ectopic pregnancies and Catholic teaching and ectopic pregnancies. So the Catholic teaching with ectopic pregnancy, even though you cannot relocate the, um, the pregnancy to the uterus, the only way you can do it is by cutting out the segment of the fallopian tube so you aren't directly causing the death of the fetus. It is so fucking retarded because then you're reducing a woman's fertility by half. By half. And you could take methotrexate or something. Not methotrexate. Yeah, methotrexate. And um, the baby's going to die anyway. It's It's not a viable pregnancy. But you can't cause the death of the baby even though it's not a viable pregnancy. So the solution is to reduce a woman's fertility by half. I was like, that's retarded Hmm. and i mean i hear something about catholicism like once a week from somebody that's trying to convince me that like i need to come to the faith and then i've got this thing with my fucking nigerian priests that i have to deal with it's like is this really what god wants of me to to be a half-ass catholic i'm not gonna go (laughs) protestant or anything but like maybe orthodoxy is a better solution but i'm not fucking greek or russian (sighs) 
I, this I, wasn't I, even a question. I can't advise you on that. Um, you're Catholic too. You're nominally Catholic. Uh, I, only to the extent that I'm baptized, but I certainly would not call myself. That's how they get you though. Yeah, I, if you're I'm, baptized I'm, Catholic, you're Catholic. Um, yeah, I, but I wouldn't consider myself Catholic. Uh, not to say that I reject it. It's just that I don't know where, as we've talked about through the Bible study and other things, I don't know where I stand as a matter of faith, but this, this issue with, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, Cody, that, um, that the concept is that, that through Jesus's sacrifice, uh, all sins are accounted for and forgiven. I, I get that concept. Yeah. What I struggle with is, and you know, thank you for the, the clarification on it too. Um, what I struggle with is seeing that as justice, I suppose, because the idea that a sacrifice from two centuries ago erases the moral wrong that is the school shooter in this case or or cleanses it. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't know. It, there's no other context in which I would consider punishment of someone else justice for the bad actions of a, yeah. a person but i suppose the counter is well this isn't any other context this is the context of the son of god this is the context of that's true and and also this the school shooter heaven thing that was in the context context of uh genuine repentance like could he yeah. could you really do that could you kill a bunch of people and then and then experience such like a change in your heart that, that you truly repent, not because you fear the eternal outcome of what you've done. I don't know that that's even feasible. Yeah. Th- thank you for the thoughts, Cody. I appreciate it. Perhaps I will find more clarity on these answers as it uh, continues. And again, the Bible study Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Inform- information on the website. Uh, linked on the homepage, com. Plus, uh, you can listen back to the Bible studies in a podcast form as well. If you'd like to do that, uh, McMonahan says, greetings, fellow whites. If all taxes became voluntary, what would the future look like? Well, the IRS, that's one way for the IRS to die, isn't it? We're talking about the IRS yeah. being abolished. Uh, I think people would still pay. Some people would still pay. Who in God's name would still pay? Um, You know, like uh, people think that if the social structure um, vanishes, that the welfare state disappeared, that we would just have a bunch of people starving on the street and and dying in poverty. I think that people that believed in upholding infrastructure would step in, wealthy people, and would would give accordingly in the same way that people take care of the poor of a country um, as a matter of necessity. Oh, I I agree that that, that charity would have... Just who would pick the IRS as the mechanism? Who would pick the IRS as the charity? I think that rich leftists would still continue to give. um, Maybe. Heftily. What, what, let me phrase the question this way. What percent of society do you think would continue to give? 5%. Yeah, that's something I, I, I could get with anything under 10. I find to be reasonable, but what? What's going oh, on? My kid, hold on. Oh. Uh, all right, I'll carry on with Charlie here. Uh, question is uh, in Chuck uh, Pala, Palan, Palanic. I don't know how to say his name. The writer of Fight Club uh, in his book, Adjustment Day. After Adjustment Day, the U.S. separates into Caucasia, a feudal system in which women are subjugated, and Blacktopia, a Wakandan-style society with high technology and culture. And California is taken over by gays and renamed Gaysia. Journalists were the first people against the wall. How compelling do you think this scenario is? As in realistic? What does compelling mean like in this? Are you interested in it? It's unrealistic. I'm interested in it. Uh, why do I? 
Oh, well, which part are you interested in? You want to live in Caucasia or what? A feudal system in which women are subjugated? That sounds uh, fine. I'm fine with that. Well, I, I signed me up for Gaysia. I can't wait to check that out. <laughs> right after I'm done with Blacktopia. <laughs> uh, I just, sorry, I just, I'm not trying to dismiss the question. I just don't know um, exactly what you mean by compelling. It's a ridiculous question. Yeah. I, uh, Nancy. Feel free to follow up if you like. Oh, this is so gross. Nancy's Mam Hams. Swing low, sweet chariot, gross. Apart from work and family, what are you most proud of creating and making? I have some really impressive paintings that I'm very proud of. That's true. They are pretty good. I've seen Thank those. You. Thank you. Um, man, well, you're taking the things, you're obviously taking the things off the that table that I'm most proud, proud of, of yeah. which, but that's, that's almost all I do is, is family and work. There's not a lot outside of that, that I'm doing that I can be proud of. I like to think that I, uh, maintain a pretty decent yard. Can I claim Do you? that? My yard looks like sure. It's all right. You know, I'm not, it's not like uh, I have some PGA tour green going on or something like that, but I guess I take a little bit of pride in, um, in, in keeping the lawn in good shape. That's, that's the next best thing I have. There was hey, a time when that's I was not nothing. There was a time when I was younger and I didn't have family and, and work was, you know, a, a work in progress. Uh, I used to take a lot of pride in keeping my car like spotless, you know, just like a super really? shiny, awesome looking car. Yeah. I, I, that, that was cool. I don't have time for that sort of thing anymore. Um, man, my answers are lame, but that's kind of the point is my aunt, the answers of what I'm most proud of are where almost all my focus goes and you've taken those off the table. So everything after that is like, I hardly spend time on at all. Um, that's true. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So thank you for the, thank you for stumping me, but at least I know my priorities are in the right spot and I have an okay lawn to be proud of. Crazy custodian. <laughs> Can I ask what questions were you asked specifically about your founding beliefs? Hmm. Where you asked, why, what questions, uh, am I retarded? Uh, I say that on every show. The answer is yes. Okay. Well, I assume He's he's asking, what questions do we ask about our founding beliefs that changed our minds yeah. regarding to our political opinions? What specifically brought you around? Um, well, it was this feminism thing first for me. I went, I, I had a pretty standard trajectory into the dissident right. Like it was first of the feminism lols. And I was like 26 and I was like, I cannot not have a family. I cannot end up like like one of these women. And so that just kind of sent me down an internet spiral and here I am. It's hard for me to remember the exact questions. I can give you events like that. Like I've referenced before, a big turning point for me was when they shut down Trump in March of 2020 by force in Chicago. And I considered myself something of a lefty or a progressive at the time. And all they were all cheering. Oh, yes, we shut down Trump's speech. And there I am thinking, I thought we were the free speech team. I don't like Trump. But why are we celebrating forcible shutdown of a political speech? Yeah. And then you start asking questions and you realize they're, if they're wrong about such a base level value, what else are they wrong about? You, you snowball to where you are here. But if I think about uh, people who helped me along the way or people who changed my mind along the way, it's not necessarily a specific question. Back to, to bring it back to the point of the caller earlier, it's, it's people who asked me good faith questions about my base level values or principles. Okay. You seem like a big free speech guy. Why? 
What is it about that that you find to be so important? And maybe I'd answer, well, two things. I think that fundamentally we all have a right to our own minds. Nobody can really control that for us. And I think it's the best mechanism that the best mechanism for finding the truth that when we all put our ideas out there, they compete and the best ones rise. And sure, there may be some flaws in that, but over time, Free speech is the process toward finding the closest thing possible to the truth that we have. And so maybe they'd say, okay, that's interesting. So you believe in marketplaces. Free, uninhibited marketplaces produce good results. Do you apply those principles to economics? Well, that's different because we have to make sure that there are equitable outcomes or we have to make sure everyone gets their fair share. You know, those are the kind of conversations that that we would that would happen or or say, um, oh, so you you think that someone saying something really rude to you is not licensed to censor them, even if it's an abuse of their speech rights or even threatening you is not licensed to censor other people. Why do you then view specific gun crimes or gun issues as licensed to disarm other people? Why don't you apply that logic uh, the same? And even that, even those questions are probably a little too aggressive because the people who got me to think about it, they don't say, why don't you do this? They just say, um, how do you think, maybe how do you think those principles apply to yeah. this issue or that issue? They don't get accusatory. They don't try to box you or, or to pin you in a corner. It's just like, huh, okay, so this is your base level value. How do you think that applies to this or that? And yeah. that's how it happened over time. So that that's how I would approach uh, changing the minds that are available to changing, which are seemingly few and far between these days. Crazy custodian up next. Um, oh, that was that one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, January 6th, six inch erection. <laughs> okay. Hi, guys. Question here about government intervention. I recently read that French government prevented a couple from naming their child Nutella. <laughs> Should the government intervene in a case like this? Does free expression need to be limited to protect the child's future prospects? Ooh. In the same vein, you have argued against dictionaries changing definitions to meet public use, like names should our vocabulary be ruled by an elite of grammar Nazis, or should the free will and expression of the people prevail and guide our language? I think that we should – I don't like the precedent that that either of these things really sets. Um, also, if the government is, is stopping people from um, – from naming their kids something stupid, how would institutions like the IRS know when people are black? <laughs> they need that information. No? Okay. <laughs> I apologize to every Shaniqua stunning and brave. I know. I, I mean, I, I wish people didn't do stuff like this. It sets your child up for failure. And I yeah. hate that irregardless is in the Merriam Webster dictionary, but I don't like the road we go down if we don't allow these things, um, if these things aren't permissible. I agree. They, yeah. Do people, do parents name their child something ridiculous uh, frequently? And do I think, that's terrible. I feel bad for that kid all the time. Um, do sucks. I do I trust the government to fix that by banning certain names or something like that? Absolutely not. Aww. And if it is so terrible, you know, if, when that child becomes an adult, that child can can change his or her name. And and that's fine. But then um, you, you go through your entire life being named Shaniqua until you're 18 or whatever. Well, and then you beca- then you can become Shannon or something I knew a more tequila, sensible. a Shanae. Shanae, that's not a real name. I swear, okay. I knew a Shanae. All right. There were dashes, dashes in your name. Yeah, you can, that, that's the other thing. You can't have apostrophes in your name, okay? What if you're Indian or something? No, no apostrophes. That's not a letter. 
Letters only. I think what that's about a... Ladasha and it's just L dash A. <laughs> no, come on. You can't dash is not a stand in for the the word dash. Listen, I'm telling you, this is going to disproportionately affect minority communities. It's a racist policy. Can't be done. All right. Fair enough. I, I would read that name as La. If it was spelled out that way. L dash. Uh, I would L-dash-a. read it as La-a. a lot of people are naming their kids Absidy too. A B C D. by the way. Um, Have you heard what? of that? Absidy. A B C. No, no, no. OK. All right. Fine. Fine. Uh, uh, firing squad for those people. I've changed, I've changed my mind. Yuri Nate says, uh, would you rather fight a tiger that is the size of a goose or a goose that is the size of a tiger? No weapons allowed, just bare hands. Well, damn, man, that one's uh, tougher than a goose sized tiger is a cat. So, yes. But does it have the um, ferociousness of a tiger and and the. Yeah. Cats have the ferocity of a tiger. Hmm. They're like, oh, I love you. And then you pat the you uh, scratch them on the stomach and they viciously attack you. Cats are little fuckers. I'm not convinced it would be that easy, but certainly a tiger-sized goose is is a problem. Because as we've discussed, goose, uh, go- geese, geese are aggressive. Geese are, uh, they're not. Uh, I've never been attacked by a goose, but I've heard plenty of stories, and I don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with a giant goose. So I guess I'm going to pick the small tiger and fight the cat. Chris to the J, do you plan to make an ultimatum to your congressman, representative, statesman that unless they vote to defund intelligence agencies, CIA, FBI, NSA, et cetera, because of the targeted attack on Trump, that they will not get your vote plan to make it perfectly clear, even voting for the opposition to get the point across, but fighting, but what fighting should we be doing? Um, hmm. The whole thing is you, you just accept it. You just accept that, that the government is going to implode upon itself and you'd be ready to stand as a warrior in the future, in the future world. We will be kings in the future if we were prepared. <laughs> I, they, I th- they, this can't continue. They're, they're going to just totally implode on their own competence. Yeah. Well, th- that would be a best case scenario. That would be a, a dream if that happens. Um, I don't think that, that it's unreasonable to, to, to make that sort of condition on your vote for federal office. But as we've been talking about tonight, and I know that you're, uh, that you understand this, Chris, cause you've, been talking about this stuff for a long time that uh that putting your faith in in this being solved through the federal government i i'm just more convinced now than ever that it's a mistake and chris has been talking about the convention of states for years now he would call in with his updates on state passage and where it stands so um yeah should you should you speak with your candidates for congress or senate and tell them they need to do this sure that's great but uh that's not my my the primary place i'm putting my faith for sure uh those people will go there and they will uh they will become uh subservient to the entrenched interests that boss them around it seems to happen every single time but and that's the other thing they they'll, they can give you their word oh yeah 100 percent. i'm gonna go there and do it and then uh watch watch how it yeah. never happens totally yeah blonde's mom says have you ever said the N word when singing along with music as in rap music? What do you think of people who self censor even when alone? That's like wearing a mask in your car alone. They're the same yeah. sort of person to paraphrase the old Buddhist question. If someone says the N word and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? If you mm. censor yourself in the confines of your own home, your own car, your own private space, whatever. Like, sorry, you're a fucking loser. I don't know what to, what to tell you. 
Anybody who says I speak exactly the same in public as I do in complete private, you're a goddamn liar or you're a fucking loser. <laughs> I don't know. There's no way. If, who censors themselves in their own private space? I'm sure some people do. That's ridiculous. Yeah, haven't you read those articles about race, having racist thoughts and stuff? Oh I think my people God. try to censor their own thoughts. There's a great hoax hate of this theme. Not quite exactly this theme, but there's, a, I guess, a college football coach, Oklahoma, I think. They were having some kind of team meeting, watching film or something. One of the players was not paying attention. He was on his phone or his iPad. So the coach grabs his iPad, reads what's on it. It's rap lyrics, and he reads the N-word out loud. And so he had to apologize and resign because he read oh, the N-word Lord. in rap I lyrics. I remember this. It, it just happened, like, within the last couple of weeks. Oh, nope. No, that's I not what I'm thinking of. Unless maybe, I mis- maybe it's an old story and I mistook it, but I thought it was a new story. Anyway, am I up next or are you? you? I think this one's yours, right? Uh, Zazie McTazbot. Did I just say something? I think that one's legit. Okay. I work at a grocery store and I've been paying close attention to people wearing uh, masks and their habits. I've yet to go a day without seeing a multi-masker. <laughs> They've never gone below 50% mask masked. I saw someone with a t-shirt and block letters like a, collo- like a college team that said Pfizer alumni established 2021. What? And it had crossed needles. What can we do? Um, I don't know. I openly I saw a guy in a mask yesterday when I was getting burgers with my kid and my whole family. And my brother and I just laughed at him. And within earshot, we called him a fat faggot, maskering faggot. <laughs> and like, I, I'm 100 percent sure he heard us. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. No, yeah. the people, these people need to realize that they're going to get made fun of. It works on in schools. We should behave like children, okay? The, the shame works in schools, and that's how it dictates childhood behavior. That's how we need to function in society. I I could agree that we need a little bit more of it. Uh, we've lost some of that spirit. Are you telling me you don't yell at people from your car? I have not reached that level. Why? Uh, but I, um, my wife is more that type of person. I'm sure she could get girl. us. I'm sure she could get us engaging that behavior i'm just curious about the t-shirt was the was it actually a crucifix of syringes is that what we're no, talking it was about like this oh okay i was thinking like a, a christian cross that would be something else mm. uh sharian reggie ashwin what's okay we'll just go on with ashwin do you think the uh, supreme court having the power to interpret the constitution is a problem it seems highly reliant on judges with good intentions it's not a guarantee and history has shown that judges themselves are unreliable what do you think would be a good way in which uh interpretation is consistent and consensual on all levels starting from the individual to the courts well there is so the, the the concept of judicial review the idea that the supreme court has the authority to declare uh, a statute from Congress or an action of the president to be unconstitutional is not in the text of the Constitution. It is uh, inferred by the court itself through Marbury versus Madison in like 1803. And there's plenty of legal theory to what you're talking about, that that is actually incorrect, that the, the court was never supposed to have this ultimate power that it sort of wields uh, today. And um, I'm not an expert on those competing theories. I do have interest in that. And I should sit down sometime and read a lot more about that because um, while I certainly believe that this court right now is pretty constitutionally faithful uh, and applies the text as written. And I think if you're going to go with this system, that's what has to happen. You have to apply the text as it's written. It's not a the application of personal feelings or desires. Um, 
the other side of it, as you mentioned, is all that matters then is you just get instead of having, say, six, five or six decent justices, you have nothing but uh, Sotomayor and Kagan and now uh, Ken Taji or Katanji Brown Jackson. <laughs> if you just get three more of them, well, then it's just not only is it disloyal to the Constitution, they are basic. They're they're unelected. They're an unelected bench of dictators at that. Yeah. point. they can yeah. just make law whenever they want. And that's clearly not the intent of the constitutional mm-hmm. design. So um, what would be a good way in which to interpret? I, I, I can't think of an alternative. That's it's hard for me to go to bat for the side that Marbury versus Madison is wrong because I don't fully understand it. I think their case is that when the Supreme Court decides there are flaws with an action or a statute, that they're supposed to have some kind of like conference with Congress or the president and hash it out. I guess they're supposed to negotiate. Right. Um, but even that seems, and, and again, I'm probably not giving it the best argument because I don't fully understand the argument. I haven't read enough into it. Um, but even that seems like it would have problems if it's just the three groups or say it's Congress. Let's say that the Supreme court thinks the statute is unconstitutional. They get together with Congress to negotiate. Well, what happens if Congress just says fuck off? Right. Who, who decides these things? I, d- I don't know. So it's hard for me to, say what the best solution is, but I certainly take your point that uh, I don't think uh, basically dictatorial power vested in the court was the intent. So we'll have to figure it out. Um, uh, Kitchen Sink says, which individuals from history stand out as people who are objectively admirable? One is Alfred the Great. The first king of England watched his neighboring kingdoms fall to the Vikings in the 900s, waged war, was a devout and thoughtful man, humbled and loved by his people, forgave those who backstabbed him when they deserved death, pursued peace when possible, yet was unafraid to wage war. Hmm. Lotus Eaters uh, uh, have a good episode about him. Hmm. Uh, man, it's hard for me to to pick historical characters that I really admire because I'm not I'm not a, a particularly historically learned person, especially world history. I mean, there's there's so much about all sorts of international figures I just don't understand with any particular depth. Um, I do. Obviously, there's a lot about the the American founding fathers that I admire, not just the courage that it took to to uh, take on the tyranny of England, but the understanding of human nature and the philosophical depth that they showed. And even if only creating an imperfect system, building something that was built on a, a recognition of human nature and morality that was rare at the time. But I think it's, it's rare still today that people are are so keen on uh, fundamental moral truths and the nature of man and his frequent hostility to those uh, moral truths and how to mitigate that uh, and how to exercise power morally. All of those concepts really fascinate me, but I'm sure there are probably better examples. It's just that that's the only, that's the historical context that I'm probably most familiar with, but I just, I've never, I've not done a lot of uh, historical study in my time outside of that. Um, Isabella and Ferdinand were pretty cool. Hmm. They force conversion of the Muslims. All right. I'm listening. <laughs> and did some other awesome stuff that I can't talk about. 
um, established the Spanish Inquis- Inquisition. I'm pretty sure they funded a voyage to the New World also. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, my answer. I'm fine with that. By the way, another hoax hate reference. Did you you see the story that Muslims were being murdered in New Mexico by presumably some hateful person? That is insane. There were like four Muslims murdered in the last six months or something. Uh, uh, guess guess who they have arrested? A Muslim? Uh, something something bin something Muhammad. What a surprise. Uh, the, a white supremacist. They've got Whatever it. happened with that story with that uh, Muslim training camp from New Mexico like four years ago? Yeah. We, actually, that was that. probably his camp. Mm. Actually, the story, the story is it turns out the, the killer's daughter, he's either Shia or Sunni. And his daughter married the opposite, like a, a Shia or Sunni. So he was really pissed Ooh. off about it. So he killed some guys. That's what happened, apparently. Jigaboo, you can't send two questions. Although one was probably from last week. So maybe yeah, we should allow right. this. It's your turn. I think. Uh, Matt, you say if the midterms are free and fair too, electric boogaloo that you will give up on the system. Assuming fortification, uh, whom do you add to your team to fight the feds when they come after your state? Like-minded neighbors are ideal. But their access to communication and resources are limited. Do you trust your local cops to defy the feds? Do you trust the Montana National Guard? Feds get the first bullet, but do you uh, save some for your local government? Oh, well, I can certainly answer this question truthfully without attracting the wrath of either Susan or the feds themselves. Um, I I will speak very broadly and uh, to emphasize Susan and FBI guy and whoever else may be listening. Um, what I am talking about are broad themes about where loyalties lie. I am not endorsing violence against anybody. I am not hoping that happens. But if, you, if you're asking me, do I trust my neighbors to stand up for their communities over um, the predations of the, fe- of the federal government, if it came to that? Mostly yes, actually. Um, and I say that with people. Obviously, there are plenty of neighbors in Bozeman and Gallatin County who would not. Uh, but they're like the uh, they're like the the, the rainbow people. When, I'm talking about the people who actually have survival skills and firearms, yeah, and actually could put up a fight against uh, an invading force. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, like and even if it's imperfect, trust me. Like Montana is one of the places you want to be for that. I feel much better about my prospects in that situation here than I do say if I still lived. Um, well, obviously, if I lived in California, if I still lived in Portland, but even if I lived in a in a, a purple state, you know, in a more urban setting, um, yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm perfectly confident that everyone's loyalties lie in the proper spot, but I'm much more confident here than I would be about in just about any other place in the country. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm more confident in my neighbors in the federal government. Um, but their access to communication and resources are limited. Do you trust your local cops? Ooh, I don't know, because all that um Patriot front Fed boy stuff happened out here. That's true. There was that. So Feds get the bullet first, but do you have some for your local government? Do I trust my local government? No. It's infiltrated by a bunch of lefty retards and shitbag police officers. Yeah. I guess maybe I misunderstood the question because the police like I trust my neighbors. Um, but I still don't trust local government. I think police, I think police would be a, a split, uh, probably, um, that, that there would be, uh, people who are loyal to their communities and there would be people who are loyal to, uh, the powers that be. Yeah. 
That's so Raven. Why do libertarians, oh good, and most modern conservatives consistently misidentify licentiousness as liberty? At most, they assume a moralistic position. Do whatever you want in your city or state, but don't force it on me or my family. This was not the belief of the founders. Degeneracy was punished not merely by means of societal shame, but through legal punishment, gays were castrated or killed. Lesbians had hold pierce in their noses. The founders made it abundantly clear that licentiousness is a degraded form of liberty, and laws were designed to enforce this. As it relates to virtue, the founders never espoused a live and let live policy. Yes, this um, rugged individualism thing is a is an enlightenment principle gone wrong. Uh, I don't think that uh, fierce individualism was ever truly the basis of this country. I well, think it, it was. was- yeah, go ahead. Finish that. Oh, I think it was um, it was about uh, upholding individual liberties within the confines of having a righteous um, society held together by a high sense of morality that was, of course, homogenous in almost yeah. every single way. This this idea that individualism was supposed to creep into all areas of identity is preposterous. Uh, that is why conservatives and libertarians generally can't be trusted. And definitely not leftists. The uh, the John Adams quote: "The Constitution is made for a, a moral and religious people." Uh, something like that. I'm paraphrasing, at least if I'm not getting it perfectly correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, to say that it was about pure individual liberty. Um, I mean, yes and no. We have we have a Bill of Rights enshrining individual liberty for a reason. But to the point of the of the the question asker here. It was about the autonomy of local community, too, and really the individual liberty to participate in that community or not. I I, I take your point that I don't think it was designed to be every community must respect individual liberty to the to the furthest possible degree up to and including all of these forms of degeneracy that you're talking about. Um, I think I think the idea was communities ought to govern those issues as they see fit and they are entitled to do that and if you disagree with there was an overarching sense of societal shame and it was uh it was baked into the cake with laws yeah and uh, um and i certainly agree i mean this is my this is i I will always defend the the concept of or even the title of uh libertarianism as a as a political philosophy but there's no doubt that that a political philosophy alone is insufficient if you're saying that that um hands-off government is best and i ought to be free to do all of the things that i want to do mm-hmm. well certainly there are better choices than others to make when you are completely free to do what you wish and the question is what guides those choices what sort mm-hmm. of moral framework are you operating within to make those choices and if you don't have one if if the choices actually don't matter they're all equally legitimate well then why is the choice even a value actually why is it's it, just yeah, like why does it matter who gives yeah. a shit um that's just postmodernism in a nutshell. Yeah, I, I certainly, I, I agree. I, I know I'm kind of splitting hairs here. Um, I think we probably agree mostly. I just, um, I, I just want to. I, I guess I just want to push back a little bit on the idea that individual liberty had no concept in this, or individual rights had no concept in in these things. I think it did. It's just it's got a lot of asterisks in the way you're describing, um, which I think is completely fair, and and. If you want individual liberty, what guides your your choices has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So point taken. Uh, 
Hogue says, hey, Matt, I just caught your uh, bit with Frank, and I'm curious to know where you draw the line on defamation, slander and libel. It seems uh, likely like we want to cheer for someone like Alex Jones to be able to get uh, Sandy Hook wrong, free speech. And yet uh, we want to see damages paid when it comes to Nick Sandman, Kyle Rittenhouse and Jesse Smollett. Thoughts? Uh, do you want me to answer? I guess it was addressed to me or do you want to? Oh, I mean, of course I want to answer this. But you can go first. OK, um, well, for, uh, I know this is a small point. Jesse Smollett is I'm going to separate that off because that's not really a defamation thing. That's just a, he made right. false claims. Um, and the the reason Jesse Smollett is a problem is because he made false claims to law enforcement. And uh, they um, expended a shocking amount of resources right. to try to deal with his false claims. So, yeah. so Jesse Smollett is kind of factually different in that. I'll, I'll separate that one off. Nick Sandman, Kyle Rittenhouse and Alex Jones. Let's put those in a bucket and sort of analyze this. So Nick Sandman, uh, we have all sorts of media outlets accusing him of approaching an Indian man and mocking him and harassing him. Kyle Rittenhouse uh, was accused uh, in media and, of course, by the legal system of murder. And Alex Jones said that Sandy Hook was fake in yeah. several different instances. Now, he was really nonspecific about it, too. And and that's really the key distinction. If you want to talk about um, defamation, you want to talk about all of these uh, different forms of defamation, slander and libel. Uh, what we're talking about, what the distinction between these cases is a specific person and a specific factual claim. So let's say that, that Alex Jones had said this parent named Jim Bob, whatever, that guy is a crisis actor. He is fake. He is a hired crisis actor. I'd be more understanding of a defam of a defamation claim in that you've made a false claim of fact about a specifically identifiable person, which presumably would cause uh, had caused him damage of some sort. That's what happened with Nick Sandman. You said that uh, media outlets said that he harassed an Indian man. Yeah. Uh, and, and he did not, they, they made a, a false portrayal of his specific character in media that of course damaged his reputation. So he, has won uh, damages Kyle Rittenhouse. They made false claims of fact about him being a murderer. He was mm -hmm. not. That's been adjudicated. He's uh, acquitted. He is not a murderer, he, but he was called a murderer by several people. So um, in the Alex Jones case, we're talking about a class of people. We're talking about the most specific context. The parents, the parents are crisis actors. I think is the most specific claim that Alex Jones made. That's now, and that's like 40 people. And it didn't affect them in terms of um, their reputation. Like people hear what Alex Jones says, says and they're like, oh, OK. Yeah. But um, Kyle Rittenhouse and Nicholas Salmon were teamed up by conglomerates and media organizations, dozens of them, uh, just to pile on and try to destroy their lives. Did Alex Jones uh, really uh, materially affect the, um, the reputation of these Sandy Hook people? No. It, it, and it has to be specifically identifiable. That's the problem. Like you can't just make a claim about a class of people. It, it'd be, I, I suppose the, let's put it this way. Could you say, let's take Becca, let's bring Becca Lewis back. Let's say that yeah. Becca Lewis never referenced you specifically. Mm -hmm. She just said like right wing YouTubers are causing problems, whatever problems she want to describe. I mean, as a class, could we make a defamatory lawsuit against her because we theoretically no. fit into the class, even though it wasn't about us specifically? That's that's a standard that's going to eliminate far too much free speech for for my uh, personal approval. If you if, um, if you're asking what where I draw the line, it's got to be specific person, spe 
specifically identifiable person. I wouldn't say no groups. Like you could say Matt and Blonde did this and we yeah. didn't. Yeah. You've identified both of us. It's got to be specifically identifiable people. And there has to be a specifically a specific false claim made about them. They did this and they didn't. They mm -hmm. said this and they didn't. Yeah. It can't be like, I think they're dumb, right? It's got to be a specific yeah. claim of it's, fact. It needs to be specific, yeah. And um, you have to prove damages. And like, there's got to be a damage component, yeah. It's got to be the, the fact uh, or the, their, the false claim about these people, the false claim about the specific people with the specific action caused a, a, a demonstrable negative outcome for them. Yes. I don't that know how be, this thing with Alex Jones happened. It's so absurd. Yeah. Um, so that's thank you for the uh, for the question. All right, man, we're like, well, I guess we took a little while to get through the email questions, but let's uh, let's catch up with chat and we'll call it a night. Thank you guys for uh, your patience on the chats. Wingy says, uh, think of all the weddings and babies this show has inspired people to have whole genetic lines with stable parents will exist solely because of you too. Don't downplay your impact one. That is. Oh, uh, that's very nice. A very crucial point. And if that's true, you know, I don't think that there is a a bigger influence that I'd rather have. Like periodically I'll get an email from like a 23-year-old girl that's like, I was in med school and I dropped out and now my husband and I are having a baby. And like those yeah. are the emails that truly touch me the most, except for when people email me and tell me they did not circumcise their son because of me. Those are the most important ones. Yes. That's a uh, true. It's truly important to me. So. Um, Maybe I shouldn't downplay. I've saved maybe dozens of foreskins. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> saved them from the Hollywood harvesting. Exactly. Uh, um, and and obviously, personally, I mean, my you you mentioned a while ago. Uh, I can't remember, but but you were talking about how you know all the choices in your life led you to your daughter specifically. If you had choose chose something different here or there, you might have a child, but it wouldn't be that child. Oh, that'd be so terrible. Yeah, the same thing. The same thing is true for my son. I think about that yeah. all the time. Like if we did, if we had not gotten married because of Corona and waited, uh, you know, maybe we'd still have a kid, but he wouldn't be that kid. I know. And the same is true for this show. Maybe I would have found a marriage. Maybe I would have had a child, but he wouldn't be that child because it wouldn't be that wife. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's an, that's another huge impact of doing the show. Oh, what a heartbreak. I hate thinking about that. What a heartbreaking um, thought experiment that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Charles Use says, hey, Matt, I stumbled across a stream you did a couple of years ago with 2 Education. Unfortunately, I couldn't hear what you were saying because of your baby blue Hawaiian shirt. It was so loud. For the love of God, never wear that again. I don't remember you having a baby. Blue oh, I have several Hawaiian shirts. In fact, I think the one you're talking about is the Phoenix Hawaiian shirt with the ARs on it. So you can't, you can't defame our friends at Phoenix like that. Um, no, there are, I, I think I own like three Hawaiian shirts and they all have guns on them. You know, they're, they're like, uh, I suppose a few years ago you might've called them boogaloo outfits, but I don't know if <laughs> That's that right. means that was the whole thing. I don't know if that meme still holds. Um, no, I do like a, I do like a Hawaiian shirt here or there. It's certainly not daily wardrobe for me but uh every once in a while it has its place uh did we skip raggle fraggle i want to make sure we get him yes. hey guys the wife uh gets induced day after tomorrow wish me luck best of luck uh to you blonde with the baby making <laughs> congratulations man it. uh enjoy the moment and um well i can't say much more than that just uh well i guess uh, as we were talking about before um it might be, who knows, not for everybody, but for, for a lot of the thing I say to all new dads is like, I went, I went in thinking, 
you know, chop, chop. Everybody's got to be urgent. This is an emergency. And then we just sat around for like 18 for hours. hours so. Yeah. It might be urgent. It might not. But if she's getting induced, you probably have this on, on more of a planned schedule. So um, bring a nice chair. They don't give you a nice chair at, at all the hospitals. You know, they don't. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Reikius, no note. Matteo, you read my two chats backwards earlier, guys. I said it was ultimately white pilling new system, I guess. Can the right please stop the back the blue BS? That's my fault. They ha- They have the times on them. Well, they I come don't... in in. Uh, in uh, chronological order. So unless maybe they hit it like the exact same time and it got mixed. You know what? We should both mark these things as they get set on our own respective screen. I'll do it. All right. Let's try that. That's the way to do this. This is the way. All right. Um, Not that guy. We didn't circumcise our boy after listening to you. I know I'm not alone. Wow. There you go. That's what I want to hear. Um, (laughs) High maintenance redneck blonde. I loved you when they slashed them as the counselor. If you haven't seen it yet, you'll like that compliment when you do. I haven't seen it. I heard it was total crap. And the reviews are saying it's total crap. And I'm informed that it it is, in fact, serious in its premises, that it is not some kind of tongue in cheek, the hunt type thing, that it's dead serious. And so it does sound like it's a disgrace to the career of Kevin Bacon. That sucks. Uh, So Ark says, so then what's the point of the convention? Blind hope and a solution that isn't probable is just naivete, right? And blonde, if it's cathartic to you, the country is already lost. (laughs) Well, the country is already lost, you know, Um, and that's why it's cathartic to me. I want it documented that some people knew what was going on as it was happening Uh, for posterity. Yeah. Okay. I mean, don't I, I don't want historians to look, but not that they're going to be watching my videos as like, a, you know, modern history or something like that. Yeah. But I want it, I want it noted and in some kind of visual representation that like some people tried to stop this and and we weren't like, oh, what's well, happening? But it, it would be interesting. I mean, it's it's interesting personally, obviously, but but it imagine that you had a whole series of video logs from the Civil War. Yeah. Like imagine that you could go back and listen to Jefferson Davis. Or listen to Robert E. Lee, or just Wouldn't listen to like yeah. your your average frontline Confederate farm boy. Yep. And get an yeah. idea for what these people were thinking, and contrast that with how it's presented historically. And no, I'm not. You know, it's going to come off as like some Confederate love fest. I'm just saying that in general, the losers of conflicts are not portrayed in ways they would consider to be fair. And they have things to say that aren't that don't always make the history books. Yeah. And and this yeah. might be one such case. Or maybe we're on the victorious side and their version of events doesn't make the history books. We have to delete their videos instead. That is true. <laughs> I think we missed watermelon. FBI has delivered subpoenas to several Pennsylvania Republican lawmakers and confiscated Scott Perry's phone. Ooh. I did hear about the, the phone, but I didn't hear about the subpoenas. Great. So they, they're just they're just going all in. All right. Um, let's see. Two cents. I'm a huge Tim Pool fan. So glad you guys are going to see him in a new light. If you haven't watched his streams with Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, you should. Uh, here's the difference between Tim Pool and Joe Rogan. Tim would have Donald Trump on for a discussion in a heartbeat. Joe would not because he doesn't want to give him a platform. Joe is definitely more of a normie. I totally think Joe Rogan would have Donald Trump on. I th- didn't he refuse? Actually, he might be right about that. I what? think that actually did happen. I, th- I forgot about that. I'll have to double check huh. that. I, I should respond to Ark too. So, so then what's the point of the con- convention? Blind hope and a solution that isn't probable is just naivete. Well, no, you, you, you take approaches that aren't necessarily probable all the time. Number one, 
um, because I think we have a moral obligation to exhaust our, our legal, peaceful, political methods before violence is chosen. Um, but number two, just because something isn't probable doesn't mean you don't try. I mean, this mm-hmm. entire country was not probable and, yep. and yet it and yet it was achieved. Um, so. Yeah, I I, I want to be realistic about the prospects for such a convention, but but that is, a, I guess what I'm saying is there are all sorts of things that are less than 50% likely that are still worth doing. And I would consider this to be one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Tommy, the gun, uh, you need to talk to Tim's producers, Tim's producer, Lydia. She schedules people for the show. Maybe, maybe. Do you want to read some? I, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Uh, I have to refresh. Oh, there's, there are a few more. Okay. Uh, Matteo is next, right? Yes. Full moon got you full of non-reason and self-loathing tonight, Blonde. Tim Pool has benefited from our side's censorship. Reluctantly get behind Jones and Trump, but never silly, benign weaklings like Pool. Wow, so He's harsh. having, I, I believe that he is going through a genuine political upheaval uh, personally, and I think it's organic, and I'm going to allow this to happen. I don't think that where he is politically right now is where he's going to end up. So let's just wait for his transformation to happen. Nazi is complete. <laughs> Thunderstorm says anxiety, moon brain, uh, moody brain fog, digestion issues, weight gain, go grain free. If you're Northern European, if you're a Northern European, our cows are grains. Also, grain in America is filled with glyphosate. Glypho- Glyphosate. Glyphos. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that. Glyph- glyphosate. It's um, glyphosate. Roundup. Oh, try it for a week. It will change your life. Good luck. Really? Um, I, I love grain, but I, maybe I should. I don't. It, it's not like I'm eating a bread-based diet, but I do. I do love me some, some, some grain. So that would that would be tough. Uh, but maybe, uh, maybe I will reach that level of discipline. Uh, das Pooch says, "No way, blonde. The east half is too red." And has the Great Lakes, the West half too blue. You just don't want to move, lol. That question didn't say anything about the logistics of removing all of the people. That's true. I kind of just inferred that. Knuckle Hungy Buck, if we're dividing the country and deciding who gets what, I say the left gets everything under the ground and we get everything above it. I like it. They get mineral rights. No, I don't want that either. (laughs) Uh, That would be really bad. Uh, They get, um, so we get all land rights and they get all air rights. How's that? What? We can't give that to them. They'll bomb us. But they have to live in the air. Oh. Well, how are they going to do that? I don't know. Figure well, it out. All right, fine. They have Bill Gates or whatever. <laughs> um, Jack DDSN, you don't have to be Greek to join the Orthodox Church. Visit an Orthodox Church near you. Go to a Vesper service on a Saturday. I don't know. I think that maybe my my qualms with Catholicism might be unfounded. It might be being too hard on the church. Hmm. Um, Phil Merrick Garfinkel is is a by the book prosecutor. It's just that the book is to the Talmud and not the American Legal Code. I can say that, right? I, th- I well, I don't know. It's the Wednesday show. Anything. Phil goes. is always. Uh, how dare you defame our? Uh, is that it? Our moderate by the book attorney general. Uh, yeah, I think knuckle other- honky buck. I know they get put in the ground. I got that, but I was just trying to make light of that because I don't want to kill everyone on the left. <laughs> you want them to take themselves out. That's true. All right. Uh, I think we're all set. Um, looks like our, our chats are all cleared out. So I hope I didn't miss anybody again. If we did, I apologize. 
Tomorrow, I'm going to make sure to cross-reference this system with our YouTube and Tippy Stream system to make sure that everything's feeding correctly and that we, uh, if we did miss any chance, we won't do that in the future. So thanks for helping us test that out. Uh, let's see. Anything else before we get out of here? I think we're good. Okay. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us and uh, calling in and sending us your questions and participating in all the ways that you do and supporting the show as well. It is very much appreciated. Uh, we will be back on Sunday to discuss whatever happens between now and then, which who knows might be a uh, full-blown civil war at that point. So <laughs> I know, right? We will find out. Uh, if you are looking to listen back to any part of the show, remember you can find it on the audio platforms. Find everything else show-related at mattchristensenmedia.com. Have a great week. We will see you on Sunday. <laughs>